At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, here you see him, Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy, and joining me, my co-host, not Deion Sanders, but Prime Time. What's up? What's up? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Uh, we are back here, guys, on a um, a weekend where I'm not gonna say celebrating, no, but we are on a weekend that we are remembering. Uh, the, it's been 20 years since the terrorist attacks on New York, Washington D.C., Shanksville, Pennsylvania, of 9/11. So, uh, obviously, we're gonna go into a little bit of that. So much packed for this podcast this week, and there's a lot of things that we got to get to and talk about. And stuff as well, and uh, also some you know some other things that, that we probably saw coming. But before we get all up into all that great stuff, first of all, I just want, Prime, how are you today? I am doing good. Okay, I know I probably you know <laughs> do that curveball at you. He's like, what the fuck is coming? In? Yeah, it's <laughs> said no. But um, I, I just want to, you know just to check see how everybody was doing, how, how the mental is doing, and stuff like that. I got a question for you then. All right. I'm listening. Can you hear me? Yeah. I got qu- yeah, I'm listening. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you ain't, you ain't hear my question? No, I didn't hear the question. <laughs> my bad. I said, how you feel? Uh, if you're going to do it, you got to do it the full way. All right. Well, I'm not Jackie, so. No, no, first of all, Jackie ain't the one that say it. Marlon the one that say it. You got to do it. <clears throat> how you feel? <laughs> How you feel? <laughs> Don't you guys want to hear the line. love? Do you want to hear the love you say? I want you back, ABC Sugar Daddy. Oh, you know what? Uh, see, now we start. Tito says it's way worse. Tito does one that's way worse than that. Wait, 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 wait. How does Tito say it? How's everybody doing tonight? No, no. <laughs> what, what do you want to hear, Tito? I want to hear the Jacksons. The love you save, ABC, Dancing Machine, Sugar, uh, sh- Shaky Potty. I want to hear Don't nobody ask Tito what he want to hear. And then it's like, what do you want, Michael? The old stuff. You said, and Michael said, the old, Michael don't want to hear the old stuff. He don't like that's what. That's that was the that was the segment. It was either it was either listen to the old stuff or listen to Jermaine. And they all said, 
Oh, 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 I see what you, I see what did there. Then you want to hear the old stuff? Yes. No, but it's the Jermaine stuff. No, it's the old stuff. <laughs> and that's funny. Sorry, guys. Look, me and Prime are big Jackson fans, and we be talking about this stuff off air all the time. We be watching the concerts and stuff like that, and it just it just spills. Those are the inside jokes that we have with each other. But uh, I know we'll, we'll get into the wrestling now. So, uh, guys, uh, make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com, but company that we are a part of helps uh, black podcasters all around the city of Philadelphia and beyond. And make sure you guys check out the content they have on there as well as Lulu and Pop Plus One. The Lulu Pop Horror Show, Both Sides, The Market Dark Show, and Doing Business with Mark Randall. And, of course, the Nerd Culture has their content up there as well, such as the No uh, the no Gimmick Seed of Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts. So, make sure you guys check out all that great stuff. Check us out on all the podcast apps such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so forth. Make sure you check us out on YouTube Premium because next week's podcast on September 15th is Dark Side of Rain Part 2 for Season 3 coming back. The Plane Ride from Hell, me and Prime can't wait to talk about this, John. So, you know, we're going to have the snippets up there along with me bringing back the... uh, no gimmicks needed rewind of different different stuff we did the podcast and bring that stuff back also from the previous dark side of the ring stuff so all that stuff's gonna be dope wait for all that wait for all that great stuff i can't wait for it also make sure you guys check out my main man prime time as well it's like yo me and prime like are like new edition when we together we we, we we this ultimate platinum group but together we got our own solo stuff where we platinum man as well because prime got the prime nostalgia podcast every single friday make sure you guys check out that awesome body of work that him and uh lee boy tv does over there and man what did y'all do this past friday uh, we are still in the midst of Disney Plus month, so we talked about The Emperor's New Groove, which I think is highly underrated. You know what? I have to agree with you on that. The Emperor's New Groove is not a bad movie. It really isn't. I think, yeah, that that, that was actually, actually a pretty dope one. Um, so, yeah, check, 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 check them out, along with checking out the Prime uh, conversations as well when that when that comes back. My main man Q Flow out there couldn't join for the podcast this evening, but once again, I'm gonna give him a shout out as well. Make sure you guys check out the uh, the War Drum and check out all his stuff that you guys can find on our website, therealnerdcoalition.com. Once again, that's therealnerdcoalition.com, which the website is not updated at the moment, but you can go up there to buy some Nerd Coalition merch. As the weather starts to break in there, as we get into the fall season, y'all want that Nerd Coalition hoodie, that Nerd Coalition Studios hoodie, level up, and all that stuff out there, and still fight this Delta variant out there, and these other variants with your COVID-19 mask up there, y'all. Make sure we gotta be out there and be safe so we can get back to loving each other the way, like love one another, Ain't that what Tito Jackson said? <laughs> <laughs> it's Tito time. <laughs> I just quoted Tito Jackson. Yes, I, I know. All days go to hell now. So, yeah. Um, to kick things off, so it is 20 years uh, since the 9-11 attack. Since the WWE saved America. Uh, since... <laughs> So, I'm going to do a mixture of two things. One, uh, WWE put out a very short documentary, uh, you know, called Never Forget about their um, episode of SmackDown that they did on 9-13. Because back then, SmackDown was always taped on Tuesdays. And then they they would show it on Thursday. Well, 9-11 happened on a Tuesday. 
So the world shut down. And a lot of you guys listen listen to our podcast right now were not even born when 9-11 happened. But I, uh, I, I'm going to, you know, I want me and Prime to go through our little stories real quick. And then we'll talk a little bit about the documentary. Because there ain't really much to talk about because it's only 30 minutes long. But where were you at like, like Prime? Like, tw- tw- it's been 20 years, bro. So, like, let me know where you were at and where you heard about it, how old you were and stuff like that. I, to be with you, I don't remember. I was like, what, seven, maybe? Seven, six. Oh, so you were young. I don't have much young. memories. Huh? You was young, young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six or seven. Yeah. So, I didn't really, I, I, I knew, but I didn't really know, like, the, the, uh, how can I put this? It's like, I knew, but I, I was just like, okay. Like, I didn't know it was like, as bad as it was. Uh huh. So, like when you, when you see it, it just it, it looks like a movie. So in my head, I process it as a movie. Okay, you know, because it's, it's it's very interesting. Because I now, now I'm curious when as you were going through the years of it, it growing up uh, in the post 11 world. When did you actually realize or see the footage or actually care to and see like yo, this was a real big deal when it happened because obviously when you're six and seven you don't care about that kind of stuff at that time nobody does it don't no no six or seven year old who grew up at back then is going to say they sat there and cared you know say that's not that's not what a, a child's going to do they want to watch their tv play with their toys i know that's what i was but when you was growing up or something like that when did it like come and hit you be like yo this is something serious probably <sighs> Third? How old are you in third grade? Maybe third grade? Let's see. Third grade, you're usually like around, I want to say nine. So maybe third third grade. Probably third grade. Because I would say they talk about they do it every year. Yeah. And that that year, um, more stuff started coming back coming out. Because, you know, obviously the first year they, they kind of knew a lot of stuff, but they still didn't have every every information. Yeah. Of the, you know. So there were more videos starting to come out, more like amateur videos as well, like more people recording. Yeah. From there, from their cameras or whatever. And I was just like, well, actually, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, it's kind of bad. But I still ain't, I still wasn't like, oh, it was death. I was just like, okay, these things happen. I wasn't like, oh, all the people died. I was just like, okay, the buildings fell and and that's, that was that. (laughs) And then, it hit it hit me fast. I don't know when it hit me. It did hit me fast, like all the people, all the everything. Like yes. It hit real fast. Probably, oh, actually, I can tell you when. Mm. It had to be fifth grade when we went to the museum because we went to a, a museum. Yeah. For it. Now, that, it, that it must had, be one of the makeshift ones because that, that new one that's in New York right now had, wasn't open yet. Which by the way, have you been to that, that one yet? No, I've been to one in Washington DC. Oh, okay. Yo, the one was... that they have now in, in New York. I, I just went there because my wife bought me um tickets uh for Christmas and said, Hey, cause I uh I love history. And when something like this happens, I, I love studying about it, I love reading about it. Now, uh when when I when I love it happened, I was in eighth grade. So I was I was I was thirteen years old when that happened. 
So, uh, I I am very fresh in memory of what what was going on. But at first, I never knew what the World Trade Center was. When they said the World Trade Center got attacked, I thought it was the Lean Tower of Pisa that's over in Italy. Or, 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 or wherever that, wherever it is at. And then uh, when I when they came back and had to explain to me what was going on, <clears throat> that's why I was just like, oh my God. And it didn't wrap around until, because uh, you know, it was on the news all damn day. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they started going back to some regular programming for, for kids to watch. But what what really sat with me was people jumping out the window. Yeah. And, and oh, don't don't think they ain't play that in school. Oh, bro, they just kept playing, and I was just like, at first I was just that, like, literally, I thought <laughs> at one point they was playing it so much, I thought like that's the only way people died. Like exactly, you know. that, that's how it was. And I and at first because I was sitting, there, I was very ignorant. I was sitting there like, man, why didn't use the stairs? Like wow, th- that's how smart ignorant. guy over here. What you say? Smart guy over hey, here. Smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Smart guy over here. I was very ignorant. Me and my sister was very very ignorant at this time. We was just like, why didn't they use the stairs? I would have been. You know how people are like I would have been this. I would have been like no. I did not know the severity. Like first of all, I know the plane took out damn near everything. The stairs and the elevation. They couldn't get down. If they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And but it was just like you know, when you are putting that predicament, and it's just like, yo, do I just burn to death or do I just take the quick and easy way out? Because no matter what, I'm equal to dying. And it's just like it didn't, yeah, pro- huh? Especially, not gonna say yeah. Especially since since then, obviously, like videos now that come uh, and pictures that come out and uh, you know, like the nine one one phone calls, all that the people in the building. And, yeah, and, yeah. And and then once again, so I. What what happened was I it scared me at first because no I'd never seen that before and then you know and then I, I remember it scared me so bad I started making up stories about it to help to help cope with myself and I was just like yeah somebody jumped from the sixty fourth floor and he just broke his legs that never happened I would say that and then and, and well my, he did break his legs you're right yeah and everything else but uh. And I remember I started reading books. I started doing more research because I wanted to know how bad the situation was that for somebody to have to make that decision. Because it, it it's you don't forget seeing that shit at all, especially when you're young and you're a kid. And that's and, and that's what. And then of course when the, the uh, buildings came down, you knew you you never wanted to say it, but you knew. They still had thousands of people in them buildings. And you couldn't see it from the because all you see is the building coming out on TV. But being there, I'm just like, yo, people are still in that building. Like it that that fucks with you. That really fucks with you. So I, I started watching documentaries and reading books and you know and hearing firsthand accounts because I wanted to learn so bad because I really want to know the severity of that. And that's I have a quick question. Yeah. Just just a, a quick question. Oh, sure. It probably was has been answered. Um, when the first building got attacked, why didn't they like immediately do the second building? Because because they thought it was just an accident. You saying why didn't they they immediately leave? Just the second building that didn't get hit. Yeah. Why didn't they immediately evacuate it? Cause, so, is it just because they thought it was an accident? No. So what what happened? Because I looked into this thing also. So what happened was in the 1993 bombing, 
the, the people that died died because he got trampled, mm-hmm. not because of the bomb. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they didn't have emergency lighting. There was no fire drill evacuation. So people kind of just ran off out of a panic. And it took people two to three hours to get down the stairwells because all the stairwells filled up with smoke and everything. And it was a thick black smoke that nobody could see. And it took hours for people, especially for people on the top floors, to get out the building. So, and the World Trade Center holds about 50,000 people, just co-workers. Now, they knew that you couldn't have a mass evacuation at that same time because it would have did the same thing that happened in 93. More people would have got hurt and you you can't immediately evacuate 50,000 people. So, the plan was, let's get this under control. Because they had to find a safe way for them to get out because a firefighter was killed by somebody who jumped and landed on them. And there was debris and there was stuff that was still falling. So if they just went out the front door, they got hit with all that stuff. So they had to find another way for them to get out. Now, that's why half the building started evacuating and started making their way downstairs. But it was getting crowded in the elevators. It was getting crowded in the hallways. It was getting crowded in the staircases because everybody was trying to leave at once. So they, they, and when, when you get that kind of congestion, when, when the stairwells are not that big, you know, you, you can cause more problems. So, th- so they said, because they thought it was, they know it was a terrorist attack. They, they said, right now, this building is secure. You're going to be evacuated eventually, but for right now, go back up to your office because you're going to cause a mass, uh, cause mass panic and, and somebody else can really get hurt by just trying to evacuate. Then when the building hit, I mean, then when they got hit again, then it was just like, oh, we got to get the fuck out of here. And unfortunately, a lot of people that, that was evacuated at that time, they were all clogged up right where the plane hit at. So now all the people was dead. So now it's just like, okay. And then the people that stayed up at the top was trapped up there. And then you had the people was just like, okay, well. Whoever's left, we got, we, we, we got to get out. I've asked myself that question for a lot of years, and I had to do the research to figure out why that was. Wow. Yeah. So, and I I watch all, I, I must have watched all, like 95% of all the 9-11 documentaries and read about a good 70% of the books. So, it's just, you know. I actually, uh, so I did research. I was going to put a video out, but... I did research. I was I was doing like the importance of Howard Stern's broadcast. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing, the whole broadcast. I was like, oh yeah, this is that is like a important. I felt like it was one of the important ones because it was just like it was just instant news and it wasn't necessarily for people watching TVs, people in their cars. Yeah, um, that that broadcast was like I think what everybody was thinking. It was like from the the joke into, oh, what's this, a drunk, a drunk uh, plane driver? Yeah. To then the second one hit, I was like, oh, nah, that's that's the same building. Oh, wait, no, that's a different building. Then to the, they hit the Pentagon to, oh, then obviously other things. It's, it's exactly. Things happening. It, it's so it, like, from joking to like fear to like fear, fear. Yeah, the, the fear, fear, because then the Pentagon got hit, and then it's like, so what's going on? We just be under attack from all angles that we just don't know what's happening so that's how i was and we went to that museum it's a very beautiful powerful sad and 
um, peaceful place. They have the footprints and they have everybody's, they have those beautiful waterfalls that's there and they have everybody's name engraved in that bronze that's down there. It's a lot of names. It's a lot. It's too many fucking names. And I say too many names as we too, not that all the people shouldn't have died like that. And it's sad, but it's just so many names that's on there. And um, then underneath there, underneath there is the museum. And the museum is is, is a wonderful experience. And if if anybody lives in New York, or hasn't been to New York, do yourself a service and go visit that museum. It's it's worth it. It it truly is worth it and then they got the new freedom tower that's right there which is massive their new freedom tower is massive so and uh but yeah so, so those are me and prime stories but then i remember the smackdown because i was just like i, I need to get away i need to get because after i seen the people were jumping i started crying because i was getting scared and you know, my mom tried to try to calm me down, and I don't know. I, I know people out there thinking you're 13 years old crying like that. I'm like, yeah, I was scared out of my ass. So I, I remember trying to turn the SmackDown, and the news was still on. I was getting pissed, like, why the fuck the news still on? And they they canceled SmackDown. This is before internet. This is before uh, social media. You know, they didn't send out a tweet. WWE didn't send out a tweet saying, "Hey, SmackDown's being canceled uh, Tuesday." You just had to find out from you know the uh post or you know on the on the computer slow dialer that you had or you just had to wait and see what was going on when they talked about it on the news so they had smackdown live from san antonio texas um on that friday and i remember them coming out the rock led the way this was when i knew it was serious because back then they didn't pull the curtain back on kayfabe like that like it is today and we was dead heat in the storyline of the invasion versus wwe i know i know you remember that prime right i would like not to I, well i understand that yeah the rock had just came back he was leading team wwe and this is when stone cold's part of the alliance which the alliance was terrible but, but uh this this is where it was at though but everybody was still they were still making bank though and but then i seen Vince McMahon go up there, and then The Rock's up there, and Stone Cold. I'm like, wait a minute, why are they on stage with the Alliance? I'm just like, wait. Uh, and when you're young, you're like, you're not, you, you, you so into the storyline, you're not realizing, like, yo, this thing was serious. And um, they had Lillian Garcia sing the national anthem, and she cried, and uh, I was just like, and then they had all the superstars back there. You know, t telling their experiences of what they saw on that Tuesday, and it, that's basically what it was in documentary. Edge made a good point because Edge was just like he was on the um on the train that they shouldn't do a show, but that just shows W don't stop for shit <laughs> at all. But I do agree on, on on certain points. Like maybe we shouldn't do the show. Maybe we should just cancel the show. And we should be home with our families right now because what just happened, you just seen 3,000 innocent lives die. Or close to 3,000 at that time. <clears throat> and it's heartbreaking. And you want to sit there and be, you know, with your family. I, I thought that was uh, a real thing to, you know, to, uh, to uh, 
point out and stuff like that. Now, I know you probably wasn't watching SmackDown at that time, stuff like that, but when you went back and watched the episode, did it bring back some memories for you? I mean, I know that that wasn't not an all-timer, but like I know The Rock in the USA <laughs> just bring a shirt. That sticks out in my mind. Like, because they don't sold like crazy. They're yeah, just that sticks USA. out vividly. Uh, you know, Vince in the front, arms folded. Yeah. Well, well, arms crossed, really. Well, like, I mean, he, he, he did have his hand on his heart, but then, uh, you know. You know, Vince ain't, you know. Yeah, it's I'm a, too cool <laughs> to have my hand on my heart. I'm folding my arms and sitting there looking. <laughs> just like when, just like when, uh, when Jagged Edge was on there, everybody was waving. Vince ain't waving. He said, I got to move my body. I'm not waving. <laughs> but, no. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, this is an all-timer segment. Even, um. In the SmackDown DVD I got, it was like all oh, the top 10 moments of SmackDown. This is like maybe top 20 or top 15 moments. Yes, it is. And they, uh, you know, they, they talk about it, talk about their experiences and stuff. And, and yeah, just a, you know, yeah, a uh, lot. Yeah, it, it was a lot. It's a, it's a nice watch. Um, but it, it's, it's, you know, WWE and, you know, how they continued and they glow a little bit. That's what WWE does. So, if y'all want to see... This is the first event since Tuesday. It, it's the first nationally... <laughs> most people we got together since Tuesday. That's... They have to be the ones. And I'm, there is that in this documentary. I'm, I'm letting y'all know that right now. But if y'all want to see... Before we move on. If y'all want to see a documentary... That talks about 9-11... And gives you some good information. I'm, I'm talking about this to you, Primetime. At first, I know I, I know how I was going to like it. I ended up loving it. And that is Spike Lee's New York City epicenters from 2001 to 2021 and a half. That is one of Spike Lee's best documentaries to date. Alright, I got a counter for you. Alright. Say what? I got a counter for you. Okay. You got a serious documentary, I got something that's going to make you laugh. Even though it's not funny. Well, not actually, funny. the Spike Lee one will make you laugh, though, but we'll go ahead. Well, it'll make you laugh, but they're trying to make you laugh. So the Spike Lee, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying Spike Lee is trying to make you laugh, so it will make you laugh. Okay, gotcha. This one is just bad. That is funny. Um, it's about all the kids who lost their dad. Generation 11. Who who lost their dads on 11, and they are now 20. Yes, and it's I just like a reality it. show. I uh, seen it. What's the lady name? Uh, I don't know what the lady name, is, but but the, 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 well, Diane Sawyer. Yeah, Diane Sawyer. Um, there is because uh, there's two of them. The, the first part came on PBS called Generation 911, where where they talked to seven kids, and then the, oh, this one is no no no, 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 no I'm, I'm saying no, it's more now because mm-hmm. on the on the 2021 they added more kids to the party that mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that lost that, that lost and stuff. I'm just like yes, I did see some of that one. Cause I was like, I, I guess the first episode they had was right after they was born, yeah, in that not living range, and then now it's like a gang of kids. <laughs> it's, it's y'all, y'all, y'all should, y'all, y'all should watch it. Yes, I, bro. Like I, like I told you, I, I be watching all the nine eleven documentaries, and then the twenty year anniversary one. I was watching all the new ones. I watched the Nat Geo One Day in America six part documentary. I seen the um, Four Flights documentary. I seen, you know, uh the hunt for Bin Laden. I seen uh I seen the Flight ninety three movie. Yeah, I seen it too. 
you know, I also saw World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage. Oh, was there? There's another one. I think it is Nicolas Cage, right? You said World Trade Center. World Trade Center is the one with, with, with him and um, Will Jimena. No, not Will Jimena. No, um, Michael Payne. It's another one. There's another movie about 9-11, but it's not about 9-11. I think it got like Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. That That's called 9-11. God, that just But it's not about 9-11. It is, not, it's it's just, about, it is about 9-11. He's in the World no, Trade Center. And, and no, I'm saying it's about 9-11, but it's not. It's like it's in the World Trade Center. But it's not like about the chaos and everything going on. It's just about these people in the elevator, which is outrageous. Yeah, first of all, I heard the movie was bad. It is. It, 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 it's it's because because Whoopi Goldberg was like like a dispatch, and they call and they're they're stuck in the elevator in the World Trade Center, and it's it's basically like one of them containment movies where they're stuck in this one location. Yeah, they're stuck in the elevator the whole time. Like one person died from from passing out and all that. But it's like it's weird because it's like this is no this is on nobody's accounts. It's like nobody can prove like you know. <laughs> I know exactly like, why just randomly say we're gonna have seven people talk about we're gonna have seven people in this elevator during 9 11, but you can't like get a story from it? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like a fictionalized account of something because there are people trapped in the elevator stories. But I'm saying, like, yeah. I, I can if it was like one person that survived and they told this story and then somebody made it to a movie, I would understand. Literally, the movie ends with the plane coming like you see the plane coming into your view and then that's it movie goes to black fade to black so it's like just random just, just somebody randomly made up this story about an <laughs> elevator which is this is like okay yeah I, yeah i know no I, I i don't i watch the documentaries i don't watch like all the movies because you know hollywood is going to fictionalize a little bit of something to make it hollywood you know what i'm saying oh yeah my name is cd well, i forget what her name is what the lady name was that made a call? Uh, 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 Willie? Nah, I ain't coming home here. Nah. Uh, tell the kids I love them and, uh, and I love you too. Hey, and, 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 uh, and goodbye. I'm like, why she got to talk so country? Like yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it, 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 yeah. I, the, the Hollywood, I'm like, no, I like the documentaries and listen to the actual stuff. So I, I see the generation you're talking about, but make sure you check out the, the Spike Lee one on HBO Max. It's four parts. And it goes backwards. It starts with COVID and it goes back to 2001. And you may be thinking why they go backwards because each Sunday it aired an episode and on 9-11 it aired on there. So you don't want to end with COVID. You want to end with 9-11. So part three and four are the best ones. That's the ones that's, that's pertaining to 9-11. Whereas... Um, Part one and two is pertaining to COVID and well, everything else. Have to check that yeah. All right, guys. So, yeah, I, I want to make sure you know, you know, uh, we talk about that, get that out like we do every single year. Uh, we're gonna move on to something, to something else now because Mick Foley, the boy Mick Foley, is uh, got some heat going on in WWE. Now, he had this. Uh, what was on 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 Instagram? Uh, where he gave a minute for about 74 seconds. It's about, yeah, about a minute and, you know, uh, almost, almost about, about, about a minute and uh, 15 some seconds. And he called out WWE. 
Now, I wonder if I should play it or if I should just read it. Call that is a strong term. Well, yeah. But, but, I like the way he started it, though. Okay, so <clears throat> for for our listeners, should I play it or should I read it? Uh, you should. You should. Re- you can read it. Okay. Well, I mean, it ain't it ain't copyright, so I guess you can play it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I'll play it, and then I, I I'll, I'll read it. Hello, this is hardcore legend Mick Foley. I'd like to title this video WWE we've got a problem because I think you do and that problem is that WWE is no longer the place for talent to aspire to part of it is because AEW is doing a great job of attracting great talent proven talent building other talent creating storylines but part of it is a problem of your own making I think younger talent sees the way that developmental characters are cut or left by the wayside, or in the case of Karrion Cross, greatly watered down and even made a joke of when they debut on the main roster. If it's not broke, uh, don't fix it. Uh, if I was an aspiring talent now, big league talent with a major decision to make, I'm not sure that I would trust WWE Creative to do the right thing with my career. You guys did wonders with me uh, back in the day, but that was a different time different place. If it was today, I'm not sure I would trust the powers to be uh, with my career in their hands. And until that changes, WWE, you've got a problem. Alright, so what Mick Foley is saying here is um, hello, this is the Hardcore Legend Mick Foley. I like to, to tell this video, WWE, we've got a problem because I think you do. And that problem is that WWE is no longer the place for talent to aspire to. Part of uh, part of it is because AEW is doing a great job of attracting great talent, proven talent, building other talent, creating storylines. But part of it is a problem of your own making. I think younger talent sees the way that developmental characters are cut or left by the wayside or in the case of Karrion Cross greatly watered down and even made a joke of when they debut on the main roster. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If I was aspiring talent, aspiring talent now, big league talent with major decision to make, I'm not sure I would trust WWE Creative to do the right thing with my career. You guys did wonders with me back in the day. That was a different time, different place. If it was, if, if it was today, I'm not sure I would trust the powers that be with my career in their hands. And until that changes, WWE, you've got a problem. So, Mick Foley said that. Booker T chimed in and agreed with him. And, you know, Booker T's been up and down lately. So, uh, and I don't always agree with him. Mick Foley says neither. But, however, I agree with him because he's right. He has a point. What are your thoughts on this first part before you like really get into break it down? No, he's right. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the uh, Booker agreed with him. You know, he's trying to keep the check, trying to keep that that check going. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get. It. But Booker seems to be trying to keep a keep a check going. I, I get it. But I, I think uh, that he's right because obviously when we see with everybody that's debuted, obviously they don't do the best. Everybody's not the the greatest, but. From what you see, obviously, and then of course, 
the people that they got, who won't want to work with Punk and Cole and Brian Danielson I mean, and Omega? I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, but you know, he, it, 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 I mean, there are people in AEW that AEW gives them a chance to shine. Each week, or e- I would say either each week or every two weeks or even a month, they will bring somebody up to just to the main show just to try them out in a regular trios match or a tag team match to showcase what they can do, such as Dante Martin, such as um, what was the guy that, that Moxley went up against on Rampage a couple weeks ago? Danny Garcia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Such uh, as that. And they get they, they they showcase their stuff on dark and an elevation, but then when they get to the main roster, they are treated with respect. You and when I say treated with respect, that does not mean you're supposed to go out there and win. But when you're not made to look like a joke, when 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 there's nothing wrong with Brian Danson, there's nothing wrong with Adam Cole, there's nothing wrong with CM Punk. So when they came in there, Tony Khan ain't sit there and try to change what was up with them. Same thing with John Moxley. There's nothing wrong with him. WWE, for some reason, got to put their stamp on things, which does not mean anything. First of all, biggest example is Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Triple H saw Keith Lee and understood what the gimmick was. He's a big guy both ways. He's tall. He's wide. He has a gut. He is a big guy, but the purpose of him is to be limitless. A guy that looks like Keith Lee cannot do half the shit Keith Lee can do cleanly. There are big guys that that are athletic that can do some things, and there's some that like, yo, you're too big, you shouldn't be doing this. Keith Lee can clear the ropes better than QT Marshall can. And QT Marshall is smaller than Keith Lee. That was the whole thing in the package. But then when he gets to the, he gets to the main roster, Vince got to put a damn shirt on him. Why? That makes him look even fatter. Then then he puts him puts him in this like this little this little Samoan Joe skirt thing. Why? Then he changes music. Why? And everybody everybody keeps talking about this damn CFO shit. No, here's the thing. So you mean to tell me? They don't want to play Keith Lee's music because of CFOs, but yet Shayna Baszler still got her music. AJ Styles still got his music. Did CFO make those? Yes. Matt Riddle still got his music. Bianca Belair still got hit her music. It is a CFO issue, though. But but like, but why do they still have that? I don't know, but I don't know what it is. I mean, because I understand they want to start going away from the CFO stuff. Well, what's gonna? I don't understand. I never, I never got into like fully why they wanted to stop working with CFOs. I think CFO like broke up or something. I don't know. It's something like that. Either they broke up or they can't get their rights right. But they are starting to stray away from some because there's no reason they should have got rid of Undisputed Era theme song. Even if it's, uh, even if they broke up, they should keep one of them. Should have kept the theme song. Exactly. And I have these generic songs. Pete Dunn's song was good, and now he got a generic song. So but, I, I think it is an issue, but I don't know exactly. But, it, but, but honestly, it's like this: like Bianca Belair's song is CFOs. She still got maybe it. it's just the NXT issue. I mean, well, if it, well, Keith Lee had a song in NXT, 
I'm saying, but when he got when he like right when he left, they changed it. I don't know. There is an issue. There is an issue, but there is also the bigger issue is how they try to change Keith Lee, and then they want Keith Lee to work like Mark Henry or The Big Show. He's not Mark Henry or The Big Show. That's what makes people like Keith Lee. Who? Who? Huh? Who? Excuse me. Paul Watt. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm And the world's strongest man. Uh, They don't like the way Keith Lee... But here's the thing. When Keith Lee was at Survivor Series, it was just him and Roman Reigns. And he was doing all that athletic shit then. And the crowd was on their feet. And Roman shook his hand to kind of like give the approval. That's when you should have known right there there was nothing wrong with Keith Lee. Right then. Did you not like the Roman Reigns and Keith Lee exchange that they had at Survivor Series? Yeah, and also the one that he had with Brock. Oh, the one he had with Brock was awesome. And the one he had with Brock was all. And the thing is, it's like, yo, when Brock was like, yo, that's a big motherfucker right there. That that can move. He can move. We'll be on this Keith Lee issue all day. We got to move it along because we, I know you got to feel like two hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. look, I'm sorry. Uh, That's what Mick Foley is talking about. And if you if you're a star and you're sitting there trying to figure out like I want to go to WWE or I want to go to uh, AEW and I look at what AEW does with with their talent, I ain't talking about their main top talent. I'm talking about their talent in general. They, I'm like yo, they get more of a shot, more of an opportunity to be showcased. And yes, you're not going to be able to use everybody because you only got two episodes and you do not need to extend them things to no three or two hours. You don't need to. You got a you got a two hour dynamite and, a, and an hour rampage, but within that, look, Brian Pillman Jr. started to go up the ranks. He just had to wait his time, but while he was waiting his time, he was doing the varsity blonde stuff. And now look at as how he has started to climb the card, and he's about to get a big match. And you look at that, you're like, man, I like the way they they, they are treating him. Then you look at Karrion Cross, and you're like, why is he about to fight Ninja Turtles? Where the hell is Scarlet? They don't have these people. What is the issue? So now that they're saying that Mick Foley's a hot water, I'm like, why? For telling the truth? Somebody got to hear it. This can't be This can't be Jordan like, in, the, in, in the Hornets and you around all these yes men. He don't, uh, I thought he don't work for them. Who? Foley. I think Foley has, has, has a, a legends contract. And, uh, look who about to get, guess who about to get the first AEW Legends <laughs> and w- when it comes to the Legends contract they don't want none of their Legends speaking out on any of their stuff remember when when Sean Waltman was watching Hell in a Cell and he said I may not ever be back ever to, ever again but that was bullshit and they got mad because he's a legend he's not supposed to talk about any of this stuff mm-hmm. I mean yeah how can you have a disqualification and a no disqualification match and he's like this, this shit's bullshit and I agree with him but now, you know, with Mick Foley taking that, that step out, because first of all, Mick Foley credited, I remember he credited Kevin Nash and Batista. When it was, okay, I don't know if you remember this. Remember when um, George Floyd died? Yep. Batista and Kevin Nash said what they had to say and didn't give a fuck. Uh, who, who felt whatever. 
they was fighting for us. They were saying Black Lives Matter. They was all saying that kind of stuff. And Foley was like, yo, they kind of gave me the confidence to go out there and say the right thing instead of worried about what's going to happen. And then Foley was just like, hey, let's piss off another few people today. Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? He was doing that. And he got that confidence. So now Mick Foley is out there taking a step like, yo, I think y'all should join me. And I think there's a lot of other legends out there to be like, you know what? Yo, man, fuck this joint, man. Tell the truth. Y'all have a problem. And for them to for them to sit there and say that Adam Cole and Brian Danson are not big deals of them leaving, you're fucking lying. You mean somebody, somebody like Adam Cole leaves your company because you can't go, he can't play Twitch, and which I will get into another reason also. And Brian Danson leaves, and you, you mean to tell me that they're not big losses? Prime, are you serious? You know, literally, they built NXT for this man, Adam Cole. Like, they literally built it. He carried it on his back. That's why they changing it, because everything they built it for was for him. Yeah. And it, it, it's so it's so crazy. I'm just sitting there like, yo, my God, you, you, can, you, you cannot be extremely that dumb. And I'm like, I agree with everything, everything he's saying. And I think he should continue on to. I think other legends should join in and agree with him. I, now, I was surprised when Booker T agreed with him because Booker T has been and Booker T was some, so, still one of my favorite wrestlers, but he's been up and down on a lot on a lot of a lot of shit. And I'm just like, you know, I ain't say you, you trying to keep that check coming, but you know, the whole thing he said about CM Punk was stupid. He stuck out like a sore thumb. What you say? What? He stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the, the whole thing about CM Punk was just stupid. I was just like, Booker, stop! Like, like really, like you don't even believe the tea you drinking right now. You're not believing the shit that's coming out your mouth right now. You know that. You know that. So yes, I agree with Big Foley, and more people should should jump on what he's saying and and notify that yo, W, you have a problem and you will continue to have a problem. It ain't a, look. You got all the money in the world. You you got your budget. You're set. You're not going to go bankrupt. Your you, your company has too much money. But when it comes to losing stars, because look, Sami Zayn's deal is about to be up in the fall. Kevin Owens, if if you lose Owens, and that's going to lead to Zayn, that's going to lead to Ricochet, it's going to lead to that's going to lead to all these people just bouncing. And what you going to say? They weren't that poor. They just indie guys anyway. N- no. Y'all, you have no roster now. And first of all, they're making these panic moves with people out there feeling, though, that WWE's not worried. You mean to tell me they weren't worried and they, they they switched the match for extreme rules between Bobby and Randy to Bobby and Randy tonight on Raw because Monday Night Football's coming back? You don't think they are worried about shit? Because they ain't got nothing else. They don't have nothing else. And the shit is frustrating. Also, did you see uh, what the plan was for Adam Cole? I did. Well, that's got to be fake. Do I believe that's fake? I don't know. I I think it's either fake or they already knew he was leaving, so they just gave him something stupid. There's no... I I don't believe it. So... Uh, I know everybody's probably wondering, like, what the hell are we talking about? So, there was talks about, you know, why uh, Adam Cole 
uh, was 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 leaving some of that. People were thinking about was it his Twitch account because uh, he couldn't play no games, whatever the case may be. But there was an idea that has been going around. Now, did this idea once again did come from the mouth of Dave Meltzer and from the Wrestling Observer Radio, and they said that one of the plans for Adam Cole was to bring him to the main roster and have him be a manager for a heel Keith Lee. How dumb is that? To make him like the manager kind of like Leo Rush was to Bobby Lashley. You have this uh, little guy who's a big talker who hides behind this big, massive African-American guy type of thing. That's Meltzer's exact words. And so... uh. He says, so that was the kind of dynamic they were looking for for him more as a manager than a wrestler. You know what? I I do have to, uh, um, you know, whether that, it was a Bruce Pritchard idea, a Man idea, or even if that, even if that, let's just, let's just go and off the record say that that was true. That shows you how much they don't value Adam Cole, period. Even if the thing wasn't going to go get that far, but even to come with the idea, once again, Road Dog let it out the bag in that interview he did months ago when he said Adam Cole has everything, but if he was the size of Kerry Cross, he'd be champion by now. And he let the cat out the bag. He said, Vince, the, 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 he's small. I'm bigger than Adam Cole. When I went to go meet Adam Cole, take a picture, picture with him, I tower over Adam Cole. I'm six foot. You guys can actually see in, in, in my wrestling openings be, before the NC level comes up. I, I've taken a picture with Adam Cole with the NXT Championship. I, he's leaning over, and I'm leaning over. To, you know, and I'm still taller than he is. So that right there, I don't know. But it, you know, it's like it's once again, it's, it's Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Zero Radio. You, you know, sometimes you just gotta take your shit with a grain of salt. Your name is the Young Bucks, so. I honestly don't know, but that 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 is hella stupid. If that was the case, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, very stupid. That's why I don't think it's. I, it just can't be. I, I, I mean, WWE has done done some stupid shit in the past, so it's not like you know, it it, it it's not um, possible. So so like I said, it, it it's always left on the table. But I was like, you know what? Adam Cole made the right move anyway by getting getting the fuck uh, out of uh, WWE King. Because first of all, he just fits all elite. Britt Baker's over there. His his, his ladies over there. His friends over there. With the whole thing with the elite is over there. I think you know he has a better fit for AEW more so than Bray Wyatt does. Yeah, but then there's also a group waiting for him when he gets there. So we'll see what happens with that. Do you think that? Bray Wyatt would actually come over to AEW, or because everybody was like, he looks more impact than me. I was just like, God, Bray Wyatt just wrestling on impact is is so depressing. And I think it goes to to all elite and, and manages the dark order. I mean, it will be a good it will be a good role for him, but I, I don't know. It's like you know, do I want to see him in AEW? I don't know. How do you feel about it? I mean, I, I gotta see how it is first. I gotta, I gotta see. Cause I, I, know. I yeah, I, I don't know what he'd be doing in Impact. So I just uh, know if it is, I ain't gonna be watching. So <laughs> uh, let's go on to Triple H. 
Triple H had a cardiac event, they called it, and he had to undergo heart surgery. I'm not. He joined his best friend with that. With that, what you call it? Say what? He, I said he joined his best friend with that bag. Oh, to Ric Flair. Yeah, bro. When I first heard that news, I was just like, "Did WWE stress this man out so damn much that this motherfucker had a heart attack?" And I don't want to. It's a very serious thing. I know they're saying he's doing better. Anytime, anytime is is dealing with the heart. I don't play around with that. And so they may say it's not serious, but it may still can be serious because they don't want nobody to know the condition. Because you know they don't want nobody. To let, they don't want nobody to know somebody got COVID. So they're not gonna let somebody know the condition of it. But that's that's heartbreaking to hear. And especially with it, of when it happened, especially as it's been leading up to like you know them releasing all these NXT people, them uh, basically everybody's getting the boot, and Vince is going to produce NXT and have the Vince McMahon NXT, and they're not going to sign any people no more, whatever the case may be. And then it's like all of a sudden, after all this news and all this stuff has been happening, then we get this news about him having a cardiac event. But they said he uh, he expected, he expected to make a full recovery. He's at uh, at Yale New Haven Hospital, and it, it's just very unfortunate that that uh, happened to Triple H. I ain't wanted to have a Triple H at all, but I was like, but it, it just it's, it's very crazy how all this stuff just added up, and that's where we got to. Your thoughts on it? I just it's unfortunate, honestly, but um Yeah. Uh I don't know what to say about it. Do you think it was caused by all the shit that's going on? I mean that's easy to say, but it it could be. Because I know a lot of people's making jokes about it. I ain't gonna make a joke, but No, it, I, I, it, it I'm not making a joke about it. I'll just say it's just it's just weird how you know that that kind of stuff, you know, got set up and everything. Yeah, but it could be seriously because you know, obviously, everybody's talking about how how he just took over. So yeah, it could be. I hope my man Triple H makes a speedy recovery. I hope NXT doesn't suck because you know uh, I'm gonna try to watch it uh, this week so me and Prime can do our our first review of it. You watching it too, right, Prime? Yep. Come on, bro. We got job to do for the people out there. We got to do it for the people. Speaking of the people. Uh, WWE is proud to announce that they have signed Gable Stevenson, the Olympian who won the gold medal, uh, especially in, in a comeback effort at at, at, at the um, at the Tokyo Games. Where were we in Tokyo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he um, he signed with the man, his brother got signed. Oh, he has a brother. His, his brother got signed when the when the the other Oos got signed, and then now he he got signed. This oh, okay, so yeah, and look, we already know they, they're looking for the next Kurt Angle, and uh, there, there's no word if the girl who won, uh, what's her name, Takari. I don't know. There's no word if if, if she has signed or if she's going to sign. I, I would I wouldn't mind her signing. 
to be honest with you, but it said he he was saying that it was between UFC and WWE, but he never got a chance to talk to Dana White at all. So he took up the career in WWE, and I heard that uh, he's cool with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Yeah, he, he is. He's friends with him. He looks at Brock as a mentor, and I was just like, hey, Brock know all the black people, don't he? And uh, he, if he has Brock, Shelton, Kurt, and Heyman under his wing, that is... Uh, he's still young, too. He's still... Bruh, the sky's the limit for this kid. But, that, but once again, that's who Vincent Man is looking for. And they can push him to be a star. If they... Because if, if Vince sees money in you, if he sees this, this guy like this is going to be the next Kurt Angle, I can definitely see him doing that. Like, first of all, he'll probably go through the ranks of NXT because what's going to happen is, is Vincent Mann's NXT. So he's going to learn the WWE way. They don't have to beat the indie out of him. They don't have to beat the impact out of him. They don't have to beat all the stuff that he learned wrestling for years. This man is fresh at this stuff. They get to, He get to cut a promo the way they want him to cut a promo. He gets to wrestle the way they want him to wrestle. And then he can go out there and it, they can be a big star because that will be their guy. WWE likes to push their guys. The ones that learn under their wing, that's the one that they like to push the most. Not the indie guy, unfortunately. And there's been a lot of hot ones from Kevin Owens to AJ Styles to... uh. To, you know, uh, Seth Rollins even and Seth Rollins is like okay he stays in the kind of main event picture a lot of times but he don't be holding a championship a lot they want to they want to give this up to their guy so if Gable Steveson since he signed with them and they want to make him you know the next guy I could definitely see that how do you feel about it? Cause I, I, I mean, I have no problem with the kid. I'm glad he won an Olympic medal. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad him and uh, you know, the girl, you know, represent the culture and represent the United States in a well fashion. So, you know, him be, I, I can definitely see him being the next Kurt Angle in the next five years, or he may be better, or he may be worse. Yeah, I can see that too. But also, I don't think he's taking a bump yet. So we got to wait till after he takes a bump for him to see if he still want to. Do it or not? Yeah, you know, I say fair enough. He may actually want to leave after that first bump. But the, but like I said, but the guy is like you know, say rock solid. He he has a nice frame, has a has a nice body. And like I said, you can really put like because I I think in my personal opinion they want a Jason Jordan. This guy. They uh, had big plans. For Jason Jordan. Would you say? Make him Kurt's son. I mean, well, I mean, it'll fit with him being Jason's brother. But yeah, like, like Kurt, bro, you was getting down, down. <laughs> but no, uh, they had big plans for Jason Jordan, and everybody was like, I can't see why. Why not use Gable? But they really had plans for Jason Jordan, and he got injured. If I, I am strongly convinced, if Jason Jordan did not get injured. They would have forced it, but he would have been a champion by then. Well, yeah, both of them was I, both of them broke up too soon. Though. I think they should have kept him for a little bit longer. Well, American Alpha. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, American Alpha was a great tag team, but once again, Vince don't like tag teams. American Alpha was a great tag team. Then... The, and I'm surprised that the Prophets been been together for this long because I'm, I'm I, that I'm surprised about. Montez needs to be he's he's going to be on his own eventually, but um, right now they need tag teams. Period. Not just on SmackDown, they just need tag teams. Period, because they don't have any. But yeah, but but this Gable Stevens kid, man, especially. Being you know winning the gold medal and stuff like that, yeah, he's a uh, he like like he he could he could be the real deal, and he looks like he can really uh, take the place well not take the place up, but you know be that next Olympian that that, that they that they want to push. I also believe that about you know Homegirl. Also, if this is what she decides she wants to do, yeah, if if she wants to, because I I, I can see because we don't we never had an Olympian woman uh, before, also especially. Of color, so if they want to like, take her about you and, and, and put her in NXT and raise her up during the, up during the ranks, because also you got to see how their personality is. You got to see if they're able to cut the promo, what the character is going to be like, because obviously that Olympian stuff is only going to take you but so far. But you know, I, I, look, quick, quick weird, quick question. It's a weird question. Yeah. Do you think the Usos, brother? Do you think that they will count him as an Uso? Or you think he'll have a totally different name? I think he may have a totally different name at first. Uh, Vince. I, you know how Vince gonna do it. I think they should just call him. You know, uh, so they got Jimmy and Jay. Call him like John, or. I don't know. What's another uh, J? Whatever J name. Ooh, they should do Jermaine that. Uso. Huh? <laughs> Jermaine Uso. Sure. <laughs> Jackie Uso. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they should do that. And then, you know, because I'm pretty sure sooner, like, he's, they're eventually going to be like almost like a bloodline type of thing. That's if, you know, see, but that's once again, if, if, now, you also don't want to call them up too quickly neither. You know what I'm saying? No, but but also they the, uh, they signed like five year deals like last year. Oh, okay. So they're gonna be there for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean they go they're, they're gonna be there for a while. So I mean you know we gotta see how this new NXT is looking because those are the people that's going to be showcased all through of NXT. Those are the kind of people so they can learn the WWE way, and then they'll they'll come to the main roster when they feel that they're ready. Maybe after a year or two. And then they'll come there and they'll put him in storylines. Like I think they want that Gable Stevens kid. I, I really think they, they, they're going to put like literally all their eggs in one basket with this guy. I see that coming. I'm not saying it should happen, but I'm telling you, I see that shit coming. So I'm curious to see, you know. How's going to be stuff like that? But I, you know, shout out to you, Gable Stevenson, uh, Gable Stevenson, and hopefully, if if homegirl Tyara, uh, I believe that's her name, if she wants to join, you know, much, uh, you know, I, I just love seeing us win. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get mad at, at us winning on, on uh, those, those kind of things. So now I have a 2K question for you, Prime. Oh God! Is it gonna hit different? 
is uh, this audible because there has been reports saying that this year, or excuse me, or next year, in, in the new 2K game, they're bringing back general manager mode, GM mode. They said the, the, the mode hits different, no pun intended, and it's the mode that's going to be the one that's going to sell the game. And it's, uh... Oh, asshole. oh God, okay. And, uh... Yeah, it's been a mode that a, a lot of the community has been clamoring and asking for. I know that, but but last time they sold a game basically on the GMO, I think it was two was a SVR 08. They that didn't no, go well. Well, here's the thing: how do you even like GMO? I like to play it because uh, it's, it's just like Universe mode, but it's like a it's like a. You get, I, I guess you get more fulfillment when it's GMO rather than because, like, GMO, you can put like two brands against each other, you can get a friend, y'all can draft people or whatever. While the universe mode, it's kind of like it's just you doing doing your thing. Like, obviously, uh, you know, up, up, down, down, they got their GMO, so it, it can be fun when you when you do it with other people. You know, you, you can do like AEW, WWE, you know other company here and draft everybody that's in there and it can be like a fun experience for you. Uh, universe mode is not always fun by yourself. No, it's not. Especially when you got to record and do us by yourself. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Always. It's not, not always fun. However, here's the... I, there is elements about GMO that I like and there's elements about it I don't like. And I know everybody's been clamoring for it, but I think everybody's also been clamoring for it because it is so tired of universe mode. But I'm like, if you give universe, yeah, if you give right. universe mode some GM mode stuff, I think people would like universe mode better. Yeah, because, but I also wouldn't. I also wouldn't like say that the game is only based like it's trying to. We're trying to sell this game based off solely off of GM mode because that's I don't think that's a good sign. No, no. I'm not saying the game is based solely off that, but it's going to have its. It's going to be a big selling point because everybody been wanting it back so much. And of course, but here's the thing, though. I, I said before in a video that I made about GMO, I said, G, it just doesn't need to be GMO that's back. You got to go by what all the elements of what GMO to make it great. GMO. In SmackDown vs. Raw 2008, sucked ass, and you know why? Because you had three rosters, and you only had 49 people in the game. How do you break up a show where you have three, Raw, SmackDown, and ECW, and you got to split that between 49 people? The way that it's looking, we might have less than that. See what? The way that it's looking, we might have less than that. <laughs> Is that. I'm like, yo, if you're going to do a GM mode, dead, dead serious, if you're going to do a GM mode, I think personally you need to have a roster of 200 base wrestlers in the game. Oh, so might as well not have GM mode then. Well, actually, no, they got 205 live in NXT I'm UK, about, so I'm they about, might. I'm about to say, now hold on now, bro. In the le- not, not 2K20, but in 2K19. They had, uh, what was it, 200-plus people in, in the base game? Yeah, 2K19. 
it, and then uh, they went and fired like three hundred people. <laughs> What'd you say? I said then they went and fired like three hundred people. Makes sense. <laughs> Hold on, because I, I, I want to sit here and check real quick because I'm pretty sure that, okay, so they had in total on 2K19, they had 252 members on the roster. Okay. So that is, a, it, it, and the game has been huge uh, since, uh, since then. So uh, now I, I'm trying to see what it was like on... Uh, let's see the deluxe edition. You got okay, you got the DLC and stuff like that. So you know the manager. So when it came to on disc, there was a hundred and eighty six wrestlers on disc when the game released. So that was just just, just of the unique playable characters. Then it was one ninety seven when you include the DLC. And then, then of course, we add alternate characters and alternate versions of people. It jumped to like two thirty nine. Then uh, they all had the record uh, at that time. Now, two K twenty, their roster consists of two sixty six. Now, once again, they did have a lot of alter this because they still had 186 characters playable on disc then they had 225 playable characters on disc of alternate versions then you had to include the dlc kind of stuff which was all which was all sucky shit but yeah that's what um they had so 2k i know can have a bigger roster than smackdown versus raw now they released a shit to the people and I'm wondering if they're going to just keep some in the game or are they going to try to make efforts to remove all those people? I'm not sure. And I'm like, well, also, you got to update your match types. why? Because nobody wants to see a general manager mode of just fatal four-way, triple threat. So like, you got you need to update backstage brawls. Why can't we have Braid Alive? Why can't we have Inferno? Why can't we have Casket? Why can't we have Three Stages of Hell? Why can't we pick another different kind of ring on Elimination Chamber? Why can't we have Extreme Elimination Chamber? Like, why can't we just have multiple match types to, if you're going to do a GM mode like that and you're going to go head to head with somebody to see who can make the best show, well, you're going to need the kind of different match types in there as well, right? Yeah, but, you know... Uh... I don't. Uh, they need to do something different completely because the game don't. The game is not fun anymore. Like just in general, like even without all that, without all that, the game is just not fun to play. I know making match types would be different, would be fun, but the gameplay is not fun anymore. Well, you gotta do all this stuff to, to do one move, and you gotta like to press two buttons to do one thing. You gotta do all. This. It's just that not was two K twenty. That we know that that shit was a garbage fire. That was stupid. Well, I didn't even play 2K20. That's only 2K19. 2K19, you had to play two buttons for a finisher or nothing like that. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, it's still more advanced than what it usually is. It's not. It's like you got to think to play rather than just playing. I do think that, it, first of all, how do you feel, feel about stimulation-based games? I mean, I like the more arcade type and the... But like I stimulation is okay, but I when you you know, when they get the same thing, it, it gets tired. Honestly it, it's I, like the Jacksons in twenty twenty one. 
You know, I yes, I think uh, if you you got to switch it because back in two thousand five, the reason why stimulation games got so big is because people was tired of how the arcade because everybody kept saying they can't do that in real life like if you play nfl blitz and they they like you can't do that in real life remember when 2k was doing uh, e- uh the espn stuff and they was doing yeah. some things in the football games i was like yo to ain't doing all this so they, they felt as though the the fan base wanted more simulation based Sports games, so it could be more like how it is in real life. So I guess in quote unquote, people can't cheat. Well, here's the issue. After a, over a decade of simulation-based games, people are getting tired of it because now you can't have fun anymore. That was the whole point of the arcade experience in the first place. It's a video game. It's not meant to be taken seriously, but I think we all got spoiled. And we all wanted it to be serious enough. And that's why 2K went that direction. That's why EA went that, that direction. Because remember, EA Sports Big with NBA Street, that was the least serious shit ever. So then we, we go into a simulation-style basketball. The neighbor was like, well, we want to just do an arcade-style basketball game. So then they made 2K Playgrounds. But that didn't, you know, that was as popular as Street was. And I think the same thing happened with the WWE games. It's like, yeah, it, it it's so, simulation is so much like a real wrestling match and all this kind of stuff to the point where it, it start every year, it takes the fun out the game. And now, that's why the AEW game is done by by Yerks and um, that, that, that old THQ brand where they're like, look, we're going to have fun with the games. We're going to have men versus women and it's going to look like here comes the pain. And that and that's what it's gonna look like. Now, if 2K can change that formula up and be like if they can speed if they can speed it up, number one. 2K moves too slow. Would you agree with that or not? Uh from the one from 2K19, I can I can agree. Yeah, I I think I think 2K has been moving a little bit too slow. But I'm like, if they can speed it up. If they can just, if we can do certain things where it's more ar- archaic, then you got to have a balance. Don't, you know, or why not just have that option? Like, if you want to play arcade style, then sit, put it on that kind of setting. But if you want to play a stimulation style, fine. Like, big, Ray Mysterio is not lifting the big, excuse me, is not lifting, um, damn, who, who's a big man that didn't get fired? Uh, Omos. Oh, there you go. I was about to say, Big Show, wait, Paul White, wait, no, Braun Strowman, wait, no, can't do any of that because they all they all fired. But uh, if it was like Raymond Mysterio taking on Omos, right? That's Omos, K. Yes. They, they get his name wrong all the time. Yeah. I think it's Omos. Is it Omos? Or, is it all? Is it Omos or almost? Omos. Okay. So Raymond Mysterio can't pick his ass up, but in the arcade version, he can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it gives some some fun gameplay. Yeah, because everybody's like, that can't really happen. We still can't suplex the big show. I'm like, bro, relax. It's a video game. It's like I, I I watch this channel and they play games, and 2K20 they play a lot, not because of the gameplay, just because of how funny and stupid it is. They just like to laugh at each other. Who so? Wait, wait who, who plays it a lot? 
Uh, there's people. These people I watch on YouTube. Uh, Gordon Perkins. New Legacy. Huh? Gordon Perkins. No. No. What's it? New Legacy. Oh, okay. But yeah, now they watch. They play the lot, and they play because it's so messed up that it, it just gets laughs. Like it crashes a lot. The everything is not what it's supposed to be, and that's that's for them. That's their brand because they they just like when the, when the game messes up because it's just funny. Yeah, they don't take it seriously. But you know, what I'm saying I, I don't need to take my wrestling game seriously. I just want a good playing wrestling game, and then obviously WWE's pissed because they they're not getting the October release that they wanted. But I'm like, but y'all got the the most dated roster out there now because you. Fucking fire everybody. So yeah, we're gonna have to wait. We're gonna have to wait till WrestleMania season. That's just the way it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna it's, it's gonna come before you know it, obviously. But uh, you know, we, we just we just gotta wait because I, I I still think the, the the AEW game is coming out next year. I don't know when next year, but I think next year is when that thing is gonna come out. And I'm and I, I'm telling you. They're going to just drop some some heavy news on us out of nowhere and be like, yo, y'all ain't ready for this. Now, wouldn't it be funny if they both came out at the same time? They won't. I know they won't, but I said, wouldn't it be funny? It'll be funny, but <laughs> I'll be laughing at WWE because I ain't buying that game with the AEW game. Oh, no. Out. If they do come out, I'm, I'm going right. I'm pre-ordering AEW. To get that, like, over I'm 2K. not even gonna try to do the. I'm not gonna even try to do the. Which one is better? Buy both. No, I'm buying one. <laughs> but no, but that that would be dope if if AEW was scheduled to come out because because competition brings great games. That's what happened back in the day. Why do you think No Mercy is one of the best games there is? Because SmackDown Two came out. Why do you think? We have games like Day of Reckoning because Raw sucked, but SmackDown was good. But there were certain things you could do in the Raw games on Xbox that you couldn't do on SmackDown or Day of Reckoning. And there's things you can do on Day of Reckoning that you couldn't do in any of the games. So they, they turned to a story game because that's competition. They was all competition with each other to who can make the best wrestling game. And I honestly think if AEW was to come out in quarter one, of 2022 or quarter two and be like yo all right y'all put your best foot forward but we coming out with the game we'll see who sell more copies and then i'm telling you right now that's going to bring more competition or wwe is probably going to fire him and go to ea sports which is going to suck even more but why do you think you know 2k didn't start getting better until live came back out and then 2K was just like, yo, we're still the kings around here. And then Live died again. Live died twice. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Whatever happened to Live, man? They just stopped. I, don't like, like, I mean, they, 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 they literally died twice. I ain't never, yep. I ain't never seen that happen. They died after they put in beat on the cover, so that's not to tell Ooh, you something. Oh, that's fucked up. See, I ain't, I, I ain't even go that far. Alright. Well guys, we are going on into the Wednesday night war where it's the last NXT where they had Dexter Loomis Loomis and um Indy Hartwell's Bachelorette Bachelorette and Bachelor Party. And of course when they had the main event of Minoru Suzuki taking on John Moxley. 
Okay, and then, then after that, we're going to come back and we're going to close out the show. All right, so enjoy those two reviews. If you have seen them on, on our YouTube channel uh, anyway, I would say skip about an hour and 45 minutes. And then we'll come back and close the show. All right, so let's get on with it. We are back here for the very last way of the Wednesday Night War as we know it. So, my plan is, I still planned on uh, reviewing NXT and AW Dynamite on the same review. I don't think I'm going to call it the Wednesday Night War anymore. And uh, we're going to have the new debut of NXT. So, you know, I got to change some logos, change some background. So, the, the way the format is, the way the logo is... I, I, we're just doing an audio right now. I usually had the, you know, the background that you know with the different templates and stuff like that. We are changing the whole shebang bang next week. Okay, so this is gonna be the last time y'all guys are gonna be seeing it like this. And I, I, I still don't know what I'm gonna call y'all. I don't know if it's, I'm gonna call it, you know, what I'm saying uh, Wednesday night indie week or you know, what I'm saying or midweek wrestling, you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, that's what um is gonna be changed. So. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I had fun doing it this way. It's still going to be, you know, part of the podcast. I'm still going to plan on doing it. I have it every Thursday. It was a little late because me and Prime could not catch up with each other. But uh, this was the last the, the, the last tape NXT before we go before we go to the, the way it looks like it was going to be next week. And I plan on checking out to see what it looks like. I want to see what you know what the pre presentation is going to be and what stuff like that's going to be. And then on and. And we, we, so we had the bachelor parties for Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. Then on the AEW side, of course, it, we, we, look, we're all here for the main event of John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki. That's what, that's what we're here for. The homecoming matchup, obviously. But then, of course, we got here for Brian Danielson. We got to see what's going on with uh, Ruby Soho and Adam Cole. And, and the fallout from Dynamite. That's basically uh, what we got to uh, deal with. So, a lot, a lot of things to... Uh, talk about so let's start off with nxt uh and it's tuesday well i, I would say you know it's tuesday you know you know what that means but no i'll I, I say that for uh the, the dynamite so uh we kick off nxt uh with a women's match ember moon taking on kylie ray obviously kylie ray called out ember moon the other day and um this matchup, uh, I don't, this is probably an unpopular opinion here. I just, this match didn't do it for me because I don't know if it's the clash of styles. Because Kay, uh, Kaylee Ray's a good wrestler and Aaron Moon's a good wrestler as well. But for some reason, I don't know if the styles clash in this matchup or not. Honestly, okay. uh, I'm going to just say it. I haven't been impressed with Amber since she came back. You've been saying that, and I'm like, why not? Why there's no wrong with a little thickness? But that's but it's like when you look at it, I don't all her matches. I say I end up saying the same thing. I'm like, it wasn't quite there, and I'm like, it's starting not to be the other people. It's starting to be her. I, I don't know if it's just her, but I'm saying like her and um and Shotzi matches were fine. They were okay, but then since she went to back to the singles, like her match with Raquel wasn't. It was whatever. Her matches with whoever she's been fighting, oh, oh. I haven't really been. Now everybody that that, that you just named, she has gone like one on one with Raquel Gonzalez. She has gone one on one mm -hmm. with um, 
who 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 you say before? I mean, she, she she's going one on one with uh, Kaylee Ray and other people, and, and I'm just like, this is obviously we we're, we're getting a new Ember Moon. Her her match with Candice LeRae was good. Uh, that she had a couple a couple, mu- a couple months ago, but it was an NXT matchup. But I think the problem with Ember Moon is they're not doing anything with Ember Moon. She came back. Ember Moon was in the title picture when she left, and I'm talking about she was on the title picture on Raw. And then she got injured by doing a fucking stupid, um, you know, uh, 24-7 running spot. But Ember Moon was doing good at that point. You know, they, they had her win battle roles, and they, they was pushing her to the top, which which also drew the interest of Ember Moon. So then she got injured. She came back. She got thicker, which I ain't mad at. And, but now she had to, she, she almost changed her style. Ember Moon does not, I will say that she has toned down a lot so like she don't do the dive through the ropes as much anymore like she used to do uh she only hits the eclipse you know like on big time matches kind of now so yeah so she doesn't do things like like she like she used to do so i can't agree with you on that one but i'm not going to put the blame on ember moon on this this matchup i'm not gonna put the blame on uh, kylie ray anyway it's just that there are two good wrestlers that they're they're Styles ain't, ain't clashed to me, and uh, Kylie Ray wins with a, uh, a a glory bomb. So, um, and like I said, it it, it it just wasn't it didn't excite me as much. And to be honest with you, I know Kylie Ray was a pretty good wrestler, but I'm not the biggest Kylie Ray fan. Kylie Ray's. Moveset is not an exciting moveset at all. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like how you don't like Zack Saber Jr. Oh, oh God! And people, who? there <laughs> are people out there who just love fucking Zack Saber Jr. And I'm like, I'm not one of the people. But you know, it's a, it just it's not an interesting ass moveset. So you know, I um I agree. Uh, it's time for uh w- one of the bachelor parties is uh. Indy Harwell's bachelor party, a bachelorette party, and uh, you I know, thought it was like a hen, huh? What? Uh, do they call it a hen party? Uh, I, I heard it called bachelorette. I mean, I, I think she's Australian, so they call it. Oh, something. oh, okay, it's 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 probably too. Um, and so I I thought this was kind of funny because you know she came, she said, "Oh my God, thank you guys," and the bachelorette was just like. She oh she she thanks Candace talking about some oh thank you for doing this bachelor party for me and she was bachelorette party she was like I know it's kind of hard because you have no friends and she said what'd you say oh I said well look at all your friends that showed up and obviously it's different NXT women that are sitting around there that's obviously forced to be there the funny thing is that um they clearly don't care to be there and at the end of the table they had Kate and Carter and uh, Casey Catanzaro and they was doing a TikTok video. If anybody's seen Kate Carter and uh, <laughs> Casey Cat Zero, this is just <laughs> what you say. This is like your you you seen that you was like, oh, I know what's happening. Oh, I know what's happening. Yo, and that's all they that's all they do. So they were making a joke of it at the end of the table, and uh, you know, say and then. Uh, she was telling him to stop it, and she said, "You know, I am like Dexter for, first, but I see, see sees how she loves us. So what more can she want?" And then, um, 
but she said John can't. John will be easy enough to crack though, because that Indy was hoping that Dexter would, would you know open up to John. John opened up to Dexter. She said, so I still got some spy equipment left, and she said, well, why don't we go spy on him? So they, they left the party early to go spy on Dexter and them. So meanwhile, we get Carmelo Hayes taking on Santos Escobar, uh, which a good showing for Carmelo Hayes. You know, obviously, you know, he he, he won the breakout tournament, so he you know, he's been doing pretty good wrestling stuff here. Uh, Hayes sits up on the outside of the ring while and uh, while and Mendoza distract the referee, and Electra uh, does the old school China and body slams Carmelo Hayes. He gets back in the ring. It's a Phantom Driver. Santos Escobar wins the matchup. So, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm listening. It's so weird, um, that faction, because they always lose. I don't think they've ever won a few. Like, ever. Legado Fantasma? Yes. The only few they won is when they first formed the group. Like and that Santos, was like two years ago. I know, like, like. Like, like when Santos first took off the mask. But yeah, other than, won other that than Santos team. wins it, but not not the group. Yeah. Yo, peep this though. So, somebody had a rumor, a, a prediction, right? Because we're we're in September. Tell me how you would like this. The full Legato Del Fantasma taking on Hero on War Games. Like... The full like the women too. Yes, I've heard that, but I don't. I don't think I don't. I don't. Because this war games is coming up, and you have another month to build to build these guys up. Because right now, this has been the best Legado Fantasma has ever looked. It's the it's the best they have ever looked. Okay, so. It, of course, I'm a fan of Hero, and you, it, it's it's a chance to do something first new, and you know. And, now, uh, I, now, if you would say three on three on three, I would be down for that. If I like, I don't know whoever, but I don't know my like four, four. I don't know. It, it just I not to say well, that it, it's been four on four for the past two two three years. The first one was three on three. That, that was that, 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 and that was not one of the best ones. It's still good, but no. Um, the only reason I don't say it is because not that not that Phantasma and them are not in that spot, but they they used to have the war games match for the people that you really want to see. That's what I'm saying. So, but that's what I'm saying. But right now, this rivalry is building up fast, and what I'm saying is that it's a possibility that they could have like war games tonight until November anyway. Correct. Mm-hmm. That that means you got September and October to build these teams up to make this because right now, even if you go back to last month, they hotter now than they were last month. Like the rivalry has been like they, somebody's been taking care of this rivalry really, really well. Don't let Vince touch it. And I'm like, if I you, still think um, the the war game is going to go to the to the main men. But I'm saying, but why don't you turn them into main men? Because what what main men do we have now? Chompa, Diamond Mine, Dunn. No, we got we got Chompa, we got Dunn, we got Joe, we got Cool Kyle. Unfortunately, we got Holland. If he decides, we may might have Walter. I mean, it's possible, or you can have two. 
They, 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 do they, you really think you really think B Fab and Electra Lopez are like can can pass for a, a war game punch? I think they're going to showcase them on this new episode of NXT. Like, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's only September, the beginning of September. No, I'm talking about just in ring work. Like, do you think they'll pass? If you think they can pass, then I don't mind. It. I'm saying, like, I know they're still fresh and green. I think they can create something different because if you recognize, the reason why I'm thinking that somebody may be on to something is because BFAP has been attacking the men. For the past couple weeks, mm-hmm. even even before uh, what's homegirl's name? Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez. That that is the most stereotypical Hispanic name to give him. But uh, she d- had another name, but they changed it to Electra Lopez, and it was like some I gotta I gotta remember, but it was something else. Yeah. So she's been hit. Like B Fab has been getting in Santos' face and hitting him, and Wilder and Mendoza, and they can't be doing that because that's a woman. Now Electra Lopez is coming in. And then now she's body slamming Carmelo Hayes in matches, and she's hitting the men in matches. So I, it's like they could do something special. Don't like, you dare say in the gender if if you don't if you're gonna be mad if they if uh, they do the same. What you mean? They they body slamming him and all them, and uh, what did they get up and like hit her with a DDT or something? I don't get mad to hit her with a DDT. I, don't I know get, what I'm saying. People do. People be like, "Oh, uh, she she's body slamming a good job." But then soon as but, but, I, I, soon but I'm as, just saying, it's 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 all on how you book it. Oh yeah, it's kind of like when well, if they book it right, then yeah, I don't care. Like I don't mind. I just don't. I haven't seen enough for the women to know if they're ready or not for work. That's, that's what I'm saying. If they if okay, how about let's put it this way: if they show you enough from now to the end of October, because right now it's not. There's no takeover in September. You're gonna have hollow. You're gonna have a Halloween Havoc stuff in October, and then War Games is in November. So, and it's probably gonna be right there with their Survivor Series. So, if they can, if they can show you that they can throw that, because obviously BFAB is gonna have a match. Obviously, um, oh, that's not uh, obvious. Yeah, did you just see the promo that they had on NXT? It's not obvious that they're gonna have a. War games match. No, no, no. I'm talking about a match. I said a match. Oh, yeah. To, to showcase what they can do. Because, first of all, nobody's seen B-Fab go at it yet. So, uh, if she's good, or like, hey, she'll do good in a hardcore setting and she can sell stuff like that, I think I think it'll be a dope idea. And you, that don't have to be the only War Games match. You did one women's and one men's. Right no, now. No, that's too many. They did it already. No, I'm talking about like to, you talking about same night. They they did it last year. They did one women's and one men's le, le, in last year. They did. Yeah. Did I miss it? Remember, Eo Shirai put the trash can on top of her on herself and dove. Was that the one with Rhea Ripley? Yes, and the one with Raquel Gonzalez pinned Eo Shirai when she gave her that. So then, who the men had? The men had the undisputed era. And and, and who? And, and against um. I'm about looking up for Oh, okay. Now, Pat McAfee. Okay, I got it. I got you. Yeah, yeah Pat McAfee. They, they, they had two of them on the same night. Gotcha. Okay. So, what I'm saying is, if you want to... Right now, the women... Know that's, that's, that's too much. How's that too much? much? They haven't built no women up to, to do that with. 
Look, bro, that's what I'm saying. They don't have the they don't have the women's roster to do that right now. So why even force a women's war games when you can just do a hit row, the Ghetto Del Fantasma war games, and then do your 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 main top guys one? You can do uh, we'll see. We we have to see how it plays out. We have, first we got to see who's still there. Uh, William Regal backstage says Samoa Joe has always been a fighting champion, and that isn't about to change. Next week we'll see L.A. Knight. Versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Pete Dunne versus Cool Kyle O'Reilly to determine the new number one contender. So fatal four way. Diamond Mind, Diamond Mind versus Chucky and Paxton. <coughs> First of all, I'm over Diamond Mind. To be honest with you, I like I love Michael Michael Bivens, but I'm over Diamond Mind. I mean, they, they the company been over with them too. They Every member that they get, they get fired like, inst- like quickly. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the new brothers of, of, of Diamond Mind, uh, it's this uh, the Creed brothers, Future Endeavor brothers. Yeah. So they sit there and they dominate, and it's just like okay. And this is part of the new members of Diamond Mind. I'm just like this faction is getting worse, and now. <coughs> You're not about to tell me you would give a war game spot to Diamond Mine over Hit Row or the Ghettoville Phantasma. Well, no, Diamond Mine is not going to be in there either. So, uh, honestly, I thought before some things happened, I thought it was going to be like Pete Dunn, Danny Birch, Only Lurkin, and um, what's the dude's name? Ridge Holland yeah. versus MSK, Chompa, and Thatcher is what I thought. No, then we're doing a four on four thing. We see how that, we see how that fell apart. Uh, Air moves. Wish, wish that. Let's get into it later. That don't make sense. To me. Y'all already have a perfect four on four, not a perfect four on four rivalry, but like a four on four thing, and then y'all just like nah. Aaron moves says she, she had a, a, a rough three months. Lost her partner, her tattoo titles. Lost every match since then, and she doesn't want to feel. Uh, doesn't want to feel this way anymore, but she knows what she has to do. Stay tuned. So, you know, could be a change for every move. Hit Rose in the recording studio. They cut the promo on the Galda Fantasma. And then, um, BFAB says, when they when they meet, she's going to have a problem. Uh, when they meet, they're going to have a problem. And if you don't know, now you know. The Women's Taxi Championships, Io Shirai and Zoe Starks taking on Casey Cat Zero and Kate Carter, a.k.a. the... The TikTok, the TikTok homies. So, there was no way I knew that these women was going to lose their uh, their tactical ch- uh, championships. But Katie Carter, Casey Cazero did put on a, a good show, and Katie Carter gets tossed to the outside, and you uh, you he, he, he hits the, uh, the, the double knees to her tags and starts as Casey Cazero goes in there, and, and uh, she hits that uh, kind of like a flipping GTS to. Kids can zero and then the moonsault for the win. Meanwhile, Mandy Rose, Gigi, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane attack Kids Can Zero and Kane Carter on the ramp. Honestly, I don't know why you act like you doubted that they would lose. I mean, I like Kane and, and Casey. I'm just figuring, you know, 
I know they were still trying I to mean, do the so I know they were still trying to do the EO Sarai and Zoe Stark's I, bullshit. I didn't either. Casey Casey and uh Kaden been on the show more than the champs. Uh, I didn't see the backstage. I, I didn't see the backstage stuff for Cool Kyle. I didn't care. But we're now we're at Dexter Loomis's bachelor party, so we got now. This thing was great. Dexter Loomis was there. Uh, we had uh, Cameron Grimes, Drake Maverick, Odyssey Jones, and the Zombie Referee with, with, with Johnny Gorgano. Wait. Okay. Okay. What? Yo, this show was hilarious because so. Uh, the Wait, zom- no, no, no. Say the last thing that you said. The zombie referee. Okay. Who? Okay, so remember the the House of Horrors match that uh, him and Cameron Grimes had back at Halloween Havoc last year? The one that Cameron Grimes was scared of for like a month? Yes. So and he's he's okay with... Dude, it's, it's part of a joke because they break it up at the end. Like, like you, you, you know how you be telling me if if I don't like something, I take something too seriously. Well, bruh, you, and I'm like, you talk about put, you know, try to dissect this thing. It ain't supposed to be dissected like that. It no, was, I just want to know. I honestly, I don't, I, I don't really care about the story. I just want to know why is the referee a zombie? That's all. That's all. But, that's all I want to know. But he's not really that's, a that's zombie. He, he's not really a zombie. But so what is he? But they, they don't get to that until the end. So, okay. so uh, Cameron Gr- so so they're they're all in the car, and he said Cameron Grant said if I ain't learned anything from the million dollar man, it's there's about how spending the money. He says I'm gonna sit there and fund your whole bachelor party, and he says so no hard feelings there, uh, you know, Dexter because they had the rivalry, so they shook hands and it, you know it, it was over. So. Uh, he goes and he starts making games and like they're doing go karts. Whoever can win the go, whoever can win the go karts, can sit there and win ten thousand dollars. So Johnny is doing it and everything, but he, he's he's trying not to have fun. The next is axe throwing. So uh, obviously Cameron Grimes is throwing the axe. You know, Isaiah Jones is throwing the axe. Drake Maverick can't throw the axe. John Garrett can't, can't throw the axe. Dexter Loomis is like a fucking. Michael Myers, like a thing, just throwing the axe all perfect. Then he teaches Johnny Gargano how to uh, throw the axe the right way, and then he scores. <clears throat> so, and he tries to go for a high five. Johnny's reluctant, but then Icy Jones put pushes pushes him like to him for the high five, and they have like a, a little funny moment because as he's going for the high five, the Zion referee is like, "Hey, he's a cool dude. He's he's a cool dude, eh?" And then John's like, wait, what the hell? And then, uh, who was it? Was it Drake, Drake Barrett was just like, wait a minute, you're Canadian? Because he said, hey. So mm-hmm. it's not really, it's, it's not really, it's not really, it's sh- it shocked all of them. And that's why Ashley Jones pushed him to there. And it's like, uh, if, if y'all have not gone seen that segment, I wish NXT did more segments like this because the Dexter Loomis segments, since he's been a character on the show, have been great because I like this one. I like the whole Roderick Strong therapy thing that they had with WWE the era. Like I, I like those the, those skits that actually don't usually do because it almost feels like it's not on the same level. I'm telling you all that right now, but it almost feels like like, like the BTE stuff. 
Yeah. It's okay. so it's so outrageously stupid and funny, but they, they it's like they're trolling and they don't care, and which makes it entertaining stuff. That's why I was like, oh, you know what? I like this kind of stuff. So that was good. Uh, Frankie Monet it just came in the back, and then uh, we, we get uh, she's talking about Index Wedding, but then Robert Stone appears and says that next week. He got her uh, NXT Championship matchup against Raquel Gonzalez. So, that's going to be there next week. Uh, Mei Ying with Boa taking on Virginia Ferry. I'm telling you right now, this stable, this act is done without Xia It sucks. Well, it wasn't like that with her. She made it, but they still ain't. Mae Young and Boa was just there. So, technically, it was only Xia to begin with. It was, but I, I'm like, so Zy- I, I think she better get called up or something because they keep trying to keep oh. this. Oh, uh, okay. Because she, she's been doing some dark matches. Okay. I, uh, uh, all right. So she beats. Goodbye, this- Zia Lee. Huh? Goodbye, Zia Lee. I know. She, she beats this lady with a choke. This shit is terrible. And I'm like, y- y'all need to bring back Zia Lee. Uh, te- NXT Tag Team Championship. She reminds me of um, what's the lady name that used to be awesome? Khan? That's who she reminds me of. Not Rocker Khan, but the other one. Where she is, she. Uh, Saeed, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Her. that's who well, she reminds. That me. was a whole Muslim. This is a whole creature. <laughs> this looks more like the Grudge than it does her. Not the way that she looks. I'm talking about the way that she's presented. Okay. As a mystical feature, a creature that just that's just there. I get that for Rashida She, but uh, I, I I think I see what you're trying to get at. Uh, NXT Championships MSK taking on Danny Burch and Oni Lorkin, Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne on the outside watching. Good tag team matchup here. MSK are sitting uh, doing their thing here. Uh, they, they hit the springboard blockbuster, a spinebuster blockbuster for the win. After the matchup, uh, MSK posts for the belts, then Hollins and uh, Burge go in there, and they start attacking Orny Lorkin, and then they slam him down, so he's out the group, and then they give Danny Burch a headbutt. So, so so much for the four-man thing. No, they broke, Ridge Holland and uh, Pete Dunn broke off with them, so they are no longer no more. Which... Which I don't I don't understand because why Pete Dunn and, and Bridge Hall are gonna be a tag team now <coughs> rather than Pete Dunn being a big singles guy. It's probably gonna be MJF and Warlord or Warlow. I mean I think I think he's leaving. Who, Rich Holler? Pete Dunn. I don't know, man. His contract is up, but he he I'm not saying he's gonna go to EW nothing, but I don't it, it's it I don't know, it just feels it don't <coughs> feel right. I think Pete Dunn stays. I think he stays too, but I'm saying, why if somebody's contracted, you don't like try to put them in the singles? You know, why would you? He is in the singles. He got a, a, a number one contenders match next week. Okay, but why then? Why separate him with the tag team? You just said why if they, why not put him in a singles? I'm saying pick? why they don't need Birch and Lur- uh, uh, only looking at Danny Birch. They don't need them. I'm, um, but they treat it like it was a tag team because you know you know they're gonna have to have this blowover match where they fight each other in the tag team. 
Okay, and they'll probably fight each other on NXT, and then they'll, they'll it'll be and a then, one-off. And then there'll be a, it will be a one-off, and then Pete Dunne and Rich Holland just separate. Pete Rich Holland probably with Pete Dunne, like Warlord is with MJF. Uh, What's the problem with that? Because I just I feel like they were doing a they were doing a good four-man team. I felt like. Ridge could be by him, like Ridge could be by himself, and then a part of the group. Pete Dunn obviously can be by himself, and then they come together. I thought it's gonna be like the undisputed era, how it was the team, the singles guy, and then the main singles guy. They they don't have the mic skills for that. What? Pete Dunn is still still they, they so, Pete Dunn so as right now you're saying that that could have been a four a, a good four man team, Bruh. That's if they were a four man team. That's the fourth or fifth four man team they have on NXT, and they are the least interesting one because they lost their mouthpiece. But no, let's be real. Lorcan and Birch is not entertaining. They're good wrestlers, but they're not entertaining. And it's like you you got Legato del Fantasma that's a four man stable. You have Hit Row that's a four man stable. You have for some reason ever they keep pushing Diamond Mine as a four man stable. And now you you want to it's like so, something got to give. You got these four man stables. Let Pete get rid of them. Let Pete Dunn just be the guy that's going after the championship. And Rich Holland could be the guy that 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 be in the mid card. He he will go for. Yeah, I'm not going to just throw the the the, the NXT championship on Rich Holland. Let him let him build the ranks. Go up the mid card. Let him beat up Carmelo Hayes for a little bit. Let him beat up Odyssey Jones. Like let him have these impressing ass showings. That's 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 it's kind of what I was saying. But, I was just saying. I was just saying that. But you in, you don't need Birch and Lurkin for that. I I know I'm saying they could have just either separated like I, I felt like the two turning on the two knowing WWE they making it to the, the two teams going against each other like I never would have thought that Tommaso Ciampa and, and Thatcher would turn into a tag team by how they would make building up the feud and they turn into a tag team so like I would really want Pete Dunne to go his separate way and I would want Holland to go his separate way not like I, I just feel like them turning with each other on Birkin and Lurch. I, I mean, felt I, like. I, I do get it, but it is also a possibility that, that 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 can happen. I mean, we're only a week in this thing, so yeah, we'll see where it goes. Now it's time to move on to AEW Dynamite. It is Wednesday night, and you do know what that means. Sure, they do, Kang. Uh, that means we don't have no Excalibur tonight. That means he's he's getting married. One, if he kept his mask on, it's Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and Taz. Taz is good, but like, like Jim Taz. Ross, man, I wish Jim Ross was gonna get married or uh, wow, the, the wow, like, like or the latter. Wow, I ain't gonna. Just I hope he gets fired way. or something. He told us, "Why don't you go get married?" Wow. Hope he loses his job. Don't act like don't act like Jim Ross getting married is the. Have you seen this man's Twitter? This man be trying to get married every day. <laughs> I said man's Twitter. Well, the man's Twitter probably still agree about losing his wife. 
Yeah, all right. Sure. Uh, so when we kick off tonight with Malachi Black taking on the Nightmare Factory's The Natural, Dustin Rose. Uh, first of all, I, wait, I, wait a minute. The, okay, never mind, never mind. Nightmare Family. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. I was about to say they got a factory and a Nightmare Family factory. What? Okay. I mean, unfortunately, they do. They got the factory with QT Marshall, and they got, and then they got the Nightmare Family. Yeah. Okay. You said factory first. I was like, wait, wait, huh? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm, I'm, I yeah. got you now. So, Malachi Black. I, first of all, every time I see it now. More and more, I'm loving his entrance. I think he does the Baron Corbin better than the Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking entrance-wise. Yeah, and, and uh, other guy, Damian Priest. Damian Priest used to do it good also. And I was like, I'm mad they, they, they exited, exited out. So Now, looking at AEW and the way that they set up when they have their lights turned off, yeah, it's different from WWE. It's different, and like in WWE, you can still kind of see the person, right? You know, like you can see Undertaker getting in the ring. If you're there, yes. Yeah, yeah. If you're there, but it still be dark. AEW, they 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 don't turn their screens off. Oh wow! So it will be dark in the ring, but like the screens obviously will still show the glare, so you can see them the whole time. Wow. See, I I've never been to an AEW show yet, so I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I figured that out when I went to uh, mm. I went to one show and they had cut the lights off and they had somebody run out, and um, they used to what well, well before there was AEW they did it because they did it with uh, when Jericho came out mm. for all in, they cut the lights off, they cut everything completely off. Wow. Now, when they do it, they still kind of have the screen on. Mm. Okay. Well, this matchup here actually was, was was a dope opener. Dustin could still go. The whole theme of this was, like Malachi Black said, was to try to get uh, Dustin mad so he, he, won't, he won't be able to focus. He was playing a little mind games with him. Like, Co- he threw Cody's boot at him to get him mad because Cody took off his boots like he was going to retire, which he wasn't. And left him in the ring. So I, I, I don't, you know don't, he wasn't going to retire. I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised this man ain't come back for well, uh, the pay per view. I, I th- well, he's come back for he come back for the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Of course, show. he's coming back for the biggest show. Of course, he is. <laughs> you know, Cody come back for that one. So uh, it's like I, I just don't understand Cody. I just don't. He he the new Cena. Not I think he's the new Triple H, the Reign of Terror Triple H, without the title. Whoa, whoa! I am the whoa. title. He ain't there yet. He's not there as far as the o- only okay. person that truly uh, Cody uh, buried was Anthony Agogo. I don't say he buries people. It's just like it's just he he don't have to be in the spotlight, but yeah, he's he always makes sure he's in the spotlight. That's the part I I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't forget when he pinned the man with a figure four. That's Sean Spears. It doesn't matter. Uh, he did it again. To Lee, no, it wasn't Lee Johnson. I can't, I can't remember who it was. Uh, <laughs> so to somebody in the first place is just disrespect. Yeah. Dustin is a destroyer, but that doesn't do anything because destroyer is a set of move now. No longer a good move. They're they're killing the destroyer. Is bothering me. Uh. 
He goes. He, How you think Petey Williams feels? Yeah, he feel like shit. Uh, he, uh, he goes and gives Malachi back his trademark power slam. Uh, but then after that, he kicks out. Then uh, he kind of rolls up black for a near fall as a word. So uh, Malachi Black is, is c- c- catching him with some knee strikes, stuff like that. Then they, they pull off the corner turnbuckle post. And then Dustin goes in the, in their head first. So he's loopy. And then Malachi Black hits a terrible black mass. It don't connect at all. It hits right his shoulder. So the finish sucked. The match is good, but the finish sucked. Malachi Black wins. He's been pulling that a lot recently, by the way. What, Malachi Black? He's been pulling his his kick. Mm. Oh, he, he got Lee Johnson la- last week. Yeah, but then he pulled it with uh, Arn, and he pulled it with... You wouldn't pull it with Arn Anderson? No. D- that old man, if no. Arn is in the, If Arn is in the ring and the, my thing is to kick him, I'm going to do like Mae Young. Who who took it easy on me, y'all? Everybody. So she told him to stop. Until she told him to stop taking it easy. Yeah, Arn Anderson didn't tell me to stop. So I'm gonna take it easy on yeah, Arn Anderson. Right. Nah, if I'm supposed to kick Arn in the face, I'm kicking Arn in the face. <sighs> what he gonna do? Fire me? Get heat? Wait, wait, what is Arn gonna do? Shit, Arn can't have you fired because Arn no Cody. <laughs> so, so that's how it could be. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. In my opinion, I would have not kicked him for real, obviously, but I would not have pulled it because all the ones on Arn, Arn sells it well because he does the flat bump, but yeah. when he kick, it don't look like it connect. But look, he kick him in the shoulder. Not it like, still you know, look worse than the gold. I mean, than the Dustin Rose one. No, no, not at all. But however, uh, so Malachi Black wins the wins the matchup. And Taz, you know, does good playing off saying that Dustin was was looting from hitting the hitting the turnbuckle post, and that's why you know he didn't get the kick all the way off, but it was so effective. So um, they already said that Cody gonna be back for Arthur Ashe Stadium, so that's what they're gonna do him versus Malachi yeah. Black too. I, I was I like, damn, y'all, y'all could like just it. let that shit breathe, y'all. I I, I wish he would have like sent in a video, or they would have showed like Dustin. Cody calling Dustin while he's in the in the trainer's room or something, you know? Yeah, you know what? Because this is what's scaring me. Because I'm like Tony Khan. You don't have to sell any more tickets for Arthur Ashe. You don't have to sell any more tickets. This shit is sold out. In other words, y'all can y'all, y'all can keep us wanting more. Everybody kind of knew Cody's gonna come back to Arthur Ashe Stadium, but just to Blatantly announce it like that, it, it kind of sucked. It sucked the air out the balloon. It really, it really did, and I, I wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, <clears throat> so, after the successful in ring debut, CM Punk comes out to address the fans. He talks about he wants to thank Darby Allen, he wants to thank Sting, he wants to thank, thank, thank everybody else. Yo, Punk! <laughs> it, it, yo, I swear. So he was thinking everybody else, and then he uh, sees Brian Pillman's was it aunt oh, in the audience. His uh, yeah, his aunt. Yeah, it said that you know I see Dark Side of the Ring, and you are a true angel. So he says like Ryan Bicycle. He said now uh, who's our pay per view? Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson. The first person I text after uh, Chicago was my beautiful wife April AJ Lee, and said he said know- what's next. 
He said, real quick, you uh-huh. know somebody said, somebody said that reminds them of a, a Vanessa Neal monologue. Kind of. We got Ruby Soho tonight. We got, <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like. It, it almost sounds like a what's up with that, Joe? Ruby Soho, but man, Ruby Soho coming out there trying to see you what's up. Oh, damn, it's been so long since I heard the song. What's up with that? What's, what's up, up with, with that? that? <laughs> what's up? I said, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, so he said, so, did you like? Huh? Did you like the way this was done? I'll get to it in a minute. So he, he says that, hey, what's next for CM Punk? And I hear people saying out there Moxley, and he said, uh, you hear Taz with the commentary? Okay, no, give me a microphone. He said, look. Hey, Puck, look, uh, I'm glad you're back, and I respect you. And he said, ho, ho, I respect you, so I'm going to let you have this, but don't ever interrupt me again. And he says, all right, all right, I'm trying to be nice, but I said you want to be a tough guy. I just want to let you know that you don't mention, you, you, you're going down, you know, your little charade, your little fairy tale, but you keep the ne- the names out of Team Taz's members out your mouth. He said, nobody was even fucking talking about Team Taz. Now, here's the thing. If you guys, Taz is smart. Because he said, no, 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 you did. In an interview, CM Punk was doing a lot of media since coming back to AEW. And the media, they asked him in an interview, I forgot what podcast it was, saying, what member, who would you like to go up against in AEW? And he mentioned Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs as going to go with the young guys. So, uh, with that being said, uh, but, but CM Punk says, you know what? Give me Starks. Give me Hobbs, give me Hook, and he, he he plays out the Taz line. He says, "Beat me if you can, survive if I let you." And drops the mic, but it looks. Like, but then Will Hobbs is starting to come out because Will Hobbs got a match next. But then Punk is sitting there just you know killing time on the outside because I think AEW had a time management problem tonight. As Punk is going to the back, he almost runs into the into the screen, but. Huh? I said nothing. Oh, he almost runs to the screen, but he goes to the thing as Will Hobbs is coming down a match, coming down for his match. Now, before I get into Will Hobbs taking on Dante Martin, um, you asked me how do I like this. Me personally, look, I like seeing Punk being excited. He's obviously head over heels, come back to, to professional wrestling, and I'm all happy for him for that. However. I don't like when you're asking the fans who my next feud should be. You know, that that to me was like, uh, I don't know if I like that because people are going to, like, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, like, he's not, CM Punk's job right now is he don't want to be in the, 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 the main card just yet. He wants to work with some of the young guys this year. And I can see him wanting to work with I some mean, young guys. Technically, huh? technically, technically, you are right. People are going to are going to mention the main people, but uh, AEW fan base. I don't. They were going to say Moxley, but because he hasn't really faced Moxley. Other than that, I was hearing a lot of younger names. Right? Every time somebody names names for Punk, they always name younger names. Like they don't really say Omega and and Brian and uh, Danielson off the bat. It's always like a. Moxley. I mean, it's almost like a Darby and, and those type of names, like the homegrown names, Jungle Boy, and all them. Yeah, like like I want to see like a Jungle Boy uh, matchup between them two. But 
Now, if Team Taz had interrupted him, like with Will House coming out and stuff like that, and then it could cause a rift because I thought that would be kind of cool too. Now, the, the thing is though, I, I don't mind seeing CM Punk work with Team Taz, but that wouldn't be the one after Darby to me. Me personally, I this is huh? this is his, I, I think this is his getting in shape too. Okay. Fair. Like Darby was the first match, but they're not having a feud, so he don't got to worry about it. I think this feud will be his getting in shape feud, and then I think his next feud will be the one that's taken seriously. Okay. Like I could, I could see him fighting like Hook or Hob, Hook or Hobbs. Has at, Hook like, wrestled yet? No. Is Hook is Hook able to wrestle? He like seventeen. I about to say I I don't know what's going on with this shit at all. But I'm saying like I like I can see him fighting that like dynamite like dynamite so and so big episode punk fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh, we might get punk versus Hook or punk versus uh Hobbs or punk versus Starks at the Arthur Ashe show. I don't know if it's going to be Hobbs because I'll, I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, but before we get to the matchup, Ruby Soho is backstage being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Then all of a sudden, Britt Baker, uh, Jamie Hare, and Rebel interrupt. And then, uh, so, uh, she said, I actually helped break Brittany in uh, to Tony. This, this is my block now, uh, said Ruby Soho. And then Britt Baker said, uh, you know, all you've been, you know, all your theme is your gimmick is about running. So why don't you go run away to catering where you spent the last four years of your life? I, I, I died. So I ain't gonna lie to you. And Ruby's my girl, but uh, that's funny. And then she said, "Look, I, she told Tony Schiavone, I don't know that's your girl. I'm gonna kick, kick her ass." So now we got Powerhouse Hobbs versus uh, Dante Martin. So here's the thing about this matchup: it's you know, it's just it's the big guy versus small guy type thing. There's this it one. Should move. not have been. Though, what you say? I, I don't think this should have been the match. Well, they they had to think on the fly because Will uh, Hobbs got hurt. Yeah, but I still like. I don't think. I don't think Hobbs should have been in there with Dante Martin. I think like they could if they wanted to showcase Hobbs since he's just got called out by Punk. I would have put Hobbs in there with somebody solid, but not Dante Martin. Well, you know, here's the thing because. I've seen what well, we, we we both seen Will Hobbs wrestle before. Yes, and I remember I remember back before my mom passed away. She she loved the match between Will Hobbs and Brian Cage back when Will Hobbs was still a face. Mm-hmm. Will Hobbs can go, but he it's like him being with Taz. He knows how to wrestle the heel style. He's not going to do all the moves that he know the fans. He's he's going to stall because it's going to make the fans boo him more. He's wrestling the heel style. I, I respect that. Uh, Dante Bar tries to go for a uh, top rope super seater or dive through the ropes. Hobbs catches him. Meanwhile, Dante Bar's feet are still in the ropes. He takes him and swings him into the ring post. I thought that, that spot was dope. Uh, but then, uh, Mar tries to fight back, and Hobbs is on the outside. He's a little loopy. Dante Mar about to go, f- uh, do a top rope plancha, as they call him, but. Hook stands right there. He's just like, oh, I guess I can't do it. But then he says, no, I'm top flight. So he does it. It flies over Hook right on the roadhouse. But he caught Hobbs good. 
because Hobbs fell back, hit his, smacked his head on the ground, and stiffened up a little bit. Did you see that? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, shit. This man probably knocked him out. Like, people, when you get knocked out for real, you don't you don't go limp. You go stiff. That's just the way the, that's the human body trying to protect itself. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's, and I was like, it, it kind of got scary because the match just ended with a spine buster. He, he was able to get the spine buster out. But I was like, and when I was watching, I was like, wait a minute. I felt as though that wasn't the ending of the match. And it, I don't think it was neither, but he got the spine buster out. And Honestly, I was talking to somebody last week saying that the spine buster should be his finisher other and not the power slam. And then this week, even though it was uh, on the fly, he finishes the match with a spine buster. I mean, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I like him doing the spot versus opposed to the power slam, but I think this week, though, they just had to, they had to go home because he was not loopy, and they got to make sure he don't have no concussion. Because That's why I yeah. said, because I think they're going to start with, with, with Ricky Starks anyway. It may have Ricky Starks go up against CM Punk at the Arthur Ashe show. Maybe. But I, I don't know if it's going to be Will Hobbs this year, especially after what just happened. But, um... <clears throat> I, I, I just the only reason I say I don't think he should have went against Dante Martin is because you're trying to get Hobbs over, and every time Dante Martin face somebody, he does something amazing, and Dante Martin's gonna get over. I think you put Dante Martin against somebody else so he can get over against them, and they still have a solid match. Rather than we gotta think about Cook, I mean Hobbs versus Punk or whatever the case is, and we're th- and we're going out the match thinking about Dante Martin and not Hobbs. I, I want to slight, slight, slightly disagree with you and agree with you at the same time because I I see where you're coming from when it comes to the getting the, uh, Hobbs over, but the thing is, well, you, before Hobbs got knocked out, what was getting him is Hobbs was doing p- power moves. Like in other words, he was stopping Dante's offense. That's was getting him over. Every flip that Dante did, he caught him. And we have never seen somebody so powerful that they just stop somebody mid dive through the ropes, like that. It took skill and bam against the ring post. That right there was getting him over. Then he got knocked out, and it's like okay, let's hurry up and go home. But I think if the match got a chance to to go on like it was supposed to, that was the point of Will Hobbs. He he can shut down the moves that everybody hates, which will also get him over as a heel because that means nobody in the audience can go out and see the moves that Dante Martin does that everybody loves because Will have to shut it down. That's how yeah. I was looking at it. Um, <clears throat> America's top team, Dan Lambert, was in the skybox with Scorpio Sky and all Eagle Ethan Page. And uh, says the company is the hottest thing going in the world of professional wrestling. You may think you can keep playing with, with fans, playing like a fiddle, but you will never be able to hide the truth for long. And the truth is, is the company, the two real men working for it, as Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And if you have any tough guys out there, I suggest you send them up here right now, so I never had to hear the chant AEW. Honestly, no. oh, sorry, you go. What you say? Now, I was gonna say something, but you can go first. I don't like it. That's I don't like it either. And I hate Dan Lambert is good, but like pairing him with, with Paige and Scorpio Sky is weird because everything he hates, that's what they are. Exactly. It's, it's like in, a in real life. It's funny. It's like you, you, you sit there and have these people playing their video games and all, and Paige 
streams video games and blogs and does all this. Scorpio Sky does TikToks and does all that. And Dan Lambert's talking trash about it. So that's ironic, but I guess it is a part of the storyline. But that's just like, yeah, you could have matched him up with other people that don't do that, that still need heat. Exactly. And I'm going to say, first of all, I want Eagle Page, uh, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky to do something. Because. I was like, Scorpio Sky was on, on track with, with that with TNT Championship story he was running after leaving SoCal, but then he's just like, he just turned heel, Sting beat him, and that was it. I was like, okay, both of them could be doing more, I think. Matt Hardy threatens to cut our Cassie hair, okay. So, he's like, whatever. Uh, MJF walks out to the ring uh, with Warlord, and he says, um... <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. This past Sunday, he said, I beat Chris Jericho three times and I was screwed. You know? And, uh, he said, let me make something clear to all you. Cincinnati, Ohio is the biggest substance fire in the world. It's called Midwest because everything in it is mid. <laughs> and then, uh, he looks out to the, he, he looks out to Linda Pillman and Brian Pillman's daughter. He goes out there and says, what's up, 16 and pregnant? Funny. Because he's just an asshole like that, you know. So, right, this is this is this is very unbelievable and very weird, and such a wrestling thing to happen. After MJF berated her, she started having contractions and, and went into labor. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm so I am serious. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Damn, Brian that is crazy. Brian, Jim, uh, Brian Pilmer Jr. posted, he was like, yeah, I guess MJF yelled at my sister so loud. She started having contractions. <laughs> now I'm going to have my... Oh, goodness. Now I'm going to have my uh, niece and nephew here very soon. <laughs> he, um, he, says, he says something else about her, too, because he, he let her speak on the mic. But then... Uh, she, what, what, I forgot what she said, but she messed up her line. She uh-huh. like, she, uh, Cincinnati is the, 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 the city, so, something like that she said. She messed it up. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, and I forgot what MJF, M- MJF said also. But uh, <clears throat> Brian Pillman Jr., heard enough, comes out there with his Bengals jersey on. I was wondering if it was his dad's jersey. That would have been dope. It That's was, what I think it was. Yeah. But, and, uh, uh, I, just, I have one tiny complaint. Him, him coming out smiling? No. Oh, okay. How you gonna say uh Chicago uh uh Cincinnati is the town that breeds uh whatever he said, whatever people, and he only named two people. Mm. And one of them is is not here. Mm. You know, it's like do you get what I'm saying though? I, yeah, I get saying. Yeah, you can't just say, yeah, this city got the baddest people and they only named two. It's yeah. like you know. I know you want to kind of go into detail and run it down. I, I feel you on that. Not in detail, but you know, you at least do a, the train of three. Three would have made like, oh, okay, we understand. Like, you know, you can't just say, Brian Pillman, my dad, and John Moxley, and that's it. <laughs> I'm about to say shit, and hey, LeBron. We'll see, we'll see LeBron out for Cincinnati, though. I think you yeah. probably want to keep Cincinnati shit going. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, he, he does that, but then. Uh, he said, you know, he, he came with a, a silver spoon in his mouth, and then he called him uh, Maxwell Jerk Off Freeman, and uh, he wants a, he he wants to have a match with him. 
uh, MJ started mocking uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s mom. Uh, what was the name? Uh, Me- Melody. Really he called her Methody Do. Oh, Melody, his real mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Do. No, if you see Dark Side of the Ring, if that shit ain't the truest shit ever. I mean, Pillman don't care. What you, what, you talk about my mom? Okay. And they see, and she had her aborted. Could have had him aborted. He takes him, he double A takes him down, starts fighting, and then, you know, Warlow gets involved. Uh, but then here come Griff, Griff, Griff Garrison just to the ring, but then uh, he hits Griff with the uh, the diamond ring as they escape. So, um, next matchup is making her. AE, first of all, did, did you enjoy the whole MGF Brian Pillman stuff? Oh, yeah. I like that the, and Warlow uh, as well. By the way, backstage, uh, Max Caster brings a, a roses to Brian Pillman Jr. and says that, hey, he talked to Tony Khan so he can get a match on Rampage with him on Friday. So Rampage is taped because it's in Cincinnati. Yeah. I think they wanted to give Brian Pillman Jr. a match in Cincinnati. So... Yeah, pretty much. So it's, it's been taped. So I don't see no results, but like I said, I'll still watch it tomorrow, and we can go over all this stuff. <clears throat> I, I'm I'm happy that it's weird. I, I'm happy that he's back. Obviously, people make mistakes. You can apologize for them. People are not accepting his mistake, which is so I don't understand that. Mm. You know, like remember he got suspended, right? Who? Cool. MGF? Max Caster. Max Caster. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Uh-huh. He got uh, suspended for the Simone Biles thing. He apologized, and now people are like, oh, I don't like him because he, he, uh, he's, he, uh, it's disrespectful to women. I'm like, he, he could apologize and mean it, and his apology is not good enough. He got suspended and, and everything. What does he, what does he got to do? Yeah. This is a serious yeah. question. Because, like, he, he apologized on there, off air. Apologized on his show or, or, or when he came out and everything. People were still like, no, I hate him. P- people won't hate you regardless of whatever the case may be. They don't want to see you succeed, whatever the case may be. And that, that, that happens to a, a lot of people. But you know what? He, I, I'm glad to see him back. People make mistakes. He'll keep on pushing and he'll learn, he'll, he'll learn from this. But everybody else, get, get the fuck over it. You know, people have been fired for less. So. Or worse stuff also than you know what he said, so please get get off the high horse. Uh, uh, Ruby Soho Ruby. taking on Jamie Hader, Ruby Soto's uh, first matchup on AEW. There was a botch in the match where it looks like Ruby was trying to go for a poison Rana, and Hader was like, "I'm not flipping over," and she kind of came back up and it fell flat on her face. I was like, "What happened here?" So, uh, but they have a, a more of exchange, and then uh, Ruby Soul hits the I can't I, I don't know what she calls it here, but the riot kick on, on hair, and then wins the matchup. After that, Britt Baker hair and Roman attack Ruby, but then Chris Stanley sprints down to the ring with a chair, uh, and they retreat. I don't know if because first of all, I don't want Ruby Soul just to be put in a championship matchup because she, she has to lose. She has to lose. Because uh, Britt yeah. Baker... You, you say Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa for later, but... I don't know. Uh, it's a... Uh, I was like, you don't want to just go to Arthur uh, Stadium and just lose. Not yet. 
No, Ruby is losing at Oscar Ash Stadium. I know. I've seen my. I, I just, I'm just, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Trios <laughs> matchup. The, uh, it'd probably be it probably be a, a good showing, but she'll probably still lose it then. The next week, Britta come out saying, I don't beat everybody, and then Thunder Rosa come out. Maybe. Yeah. The Pinnacle, FTR, uh, Cashmere, Dex Harwood, and Sean Spears taking on Evil Uno, uh, John Silver, and Stu Grayson. So, look, I didn't really watch much of this matchup because the Dark Order sucks. But there is some uh, tension going on between the group. And after at the end of the matchup, uh, they started fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one or two things is either going to happen here. We're either going to have the breakup of the Dark Order because the Dark Order sucks, or we're about to have somebody new, like a new Brody Lee character, to come in and take this whole thing over because the Dark Order sucks. So, I think either Anna fixes it, obviously Anna hasn't been there and it's been breaking up since she hasn't been there. Either Anna fixes it or Hangman comes back from his break to fix it. I'd rather go with Anna J. I do not want Hangman touching the shit no more. He needs to go straight after Kenny Omega. Uh, hey, I'll be honest with you. That's probably over, bro. Well, Kenny Omega and, and Anna Page? Yeah, that's probably over. I, I hope. No, that's not fair. It's not. How is it not fair when it was about to give you the title? And you, I know, I know. Obviously, he has a kid. He wants to have a kid, but they're about to give you the title, and you kind of leave right at that specific moment. That's. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because right now, look, I understand CM Punk is there. I understand Brian Danielson is here. I understand Adam Cole is here. But you still got to put over your guy, Adam Page's AEW. He to, he, they might have to build him up again. Depending on what the reaction is when he comes back, because I'm just like, look, because right now the only person should be taking a championship off of Kenny Omega right now is Adam Page. I'm all right. I all I'm saying is he he was right there. He literally was supposed to fight this week, but he was supposed to win it this weekend. Yeah, and he but, just said but, nah. But but no, but it, it, that wasn't his fault. They changed it because look, CM Punk was going to come back, and then no, Brian, saying, he was supposed to win it at All Out, and then he said no. So then they gave the match to Christian Cage. Look, if he want to have a baby, I, I get it. I like Chris. Maybe he probably felt this, but also the CM Punk they probably could have almost overshadowed that. Who knows? I'm hoping they can build it back up for full for full gear in November. <laughs> they better hope because if they can't, it's over. I'm I'm sorry because Back, uh, backstage, uh, T- Tully Blanchard and the rest of the Jacksons with their red suit on uh, was saying that. He wants Spears to face Darby Allen next week. Why? And then he says, before before too long, Tully will go one-on-one with Sting. Let, let me tell you how in 2021, I don't want to see a Tully versus Sting match. I Are mean... You, don't, don't, go ahead. I'll no, 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 this. I'm not, no, I don't want to see it, but that match is obviously not for us. It's for, like, you know, those people, those old people that, like, Sting and Tully still think they got it. Shit, I like Sting and Tully stuff, but I mean, I don't like Sting. I don't like Sting and Tully in twenty twenty one. Neither do I. It, I swear, if they do that shit at Arthur Ashe Stadium, I'm, I'm gonna die. Don't like, don't, don't just don't do some shit like that. Uh, 
So, uh, I said the Max Cassidy stuff. So, Tony Shavari signed an interview. Uh, the Elite, they come out. Kenny Omega, uh, Gals and Anderson, who's never on fucking Impact. The Young Bucks, uh, Adam Cole is not out there at, at the moment. So, uh, first of all, Doc House says, Thank you for making uh, Kenny Omega number one of the top 500 in the PWI. So, you know, that, uh, that was cool. Uh, then they said, uh, speaking of things, we, we get our best friend back, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Senator Jackson and Adam Cole comes out. He wants to have a uh, story time. But first of all, now I, you're going to know who, uh, that you're really close with Britt Baker. To touch I said, I swear to God, if you even look at her the wrong way, I'll slap your face and knock those stupid glasses off your face. Get out of the ring, nerd. So, Dale Bryan, uh, excuse me, Brian Danielson does come uh, back. Kenny Omega asks for the ring. He says, yeah, can you give me the ring, guys? Can we talk a little bit about it? Uh, Brian Danielson basically says that Kenny Omega is not on his level when it comes to wrestling. And Kenny Omega says, like, uh-uh, I'm going to take off my jacket and re reveal my tight white t-shirt also. And then we're going to go, and then he puts the, the, the yes lock or the, the, the bell lock, whatever he wants to call it. It'll okay. probably be, um, I forgot what, I forgot. It'll probably be the bell lock. Yeah, uh, he puts it on there, but uh, he starts getting jumped by the elite, but then here comes the Jurassic Express and Christian Cage to balance the whole thing out. Do you think they're going to do Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega in uh, New York? They might, but I doubt it because that's that's way too quick. I, I, you know, it, it probably will be. Like, I, like I, Ruby, I can understand for her to be just coming in to get that match, but Omega and Dan, Brian Danielson, that's not nothing that you just rush into. So, uh, but I, I, I can see, I can see them doing a multi man match. You know, they're gonna do that for they're gonna do that four man match there. Probably. Main event time. John Moss taking on Minoru Suzuki. Now, here's the thing. We had all this time throughout the whole show, even time wasted. So, I, I, I'm i not invested in, in it like you are, but I heard that they, they did cut Minoru Suzuki's song, so nobody can chant along with it because we already got we're running out of time. Is that true? Oh, yeah. He got his one part of his song, similar to Adam Cole's Boom. Yeah. And they, he didn't get a chance to do it. He did at the pay-per-view, of course. But, like, it, it was weird because at the pay-per-view, they played his music forever, obviously, until they got to that point. Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder why they, obviously, was running out of time, so they couldn't do it. But it, it is, like, it's not like in the beginning of the song. It's, like, a good two minutes. So that's understandable. <laughs> this match is, is like, everybody's on the feet. Uh, looks like it's going to be good here. Uh, so, this is a very hard-hitting exchange matchup. We're we, we talking about some strong-style shit here. Even Minoru Suzuki gets busted over the eye somehow. I guess it must have been one of the four arms that, that Moxie uh, dropped. So, I, I I don't know. But then, it was like it, it was like an exchange battle. They each had like a chop battle. Then they each had a headbutt battle. And, uh, you know, a forearm battle. You know, they, they're doing all this stuff. And then... Uh, <clears throat> Suzuki blocked uh, the, the, the Larry from Moxley, and he tried to uh, counter with the with the with the power driver, but uh, he backdrops him, and then he hit Suzuki with a paradigm shift. 
probably the safest paradigm shift I ever seen. And uh, Moxley wins. I liked the match. I really didn't enjoy it. But I think it could have been one longer. I don't know. They could have made it, made it, made it, made it a bigger deal, I guess. Even though, you know, you got you to be like a diehard wrestling fan. The, the, the whole Benora Suzuki thing. But uh, he goes to the crowd while Wild Thing is playing. And that is AEW for this week. So, Prime, in your personal opinion, who won for the week? I, weird. It's, I don't know. Not that I didn't enjoy the other show. It was just, it seemed like it was rushing for time. And then didn't rushing for time. It just didn't, it, it made some stuff didn't feel less than, than others. And NST didn't really get me either. Uh, hey. This week, like I said, I'm going to go with AEW off principle because of Minoru Suzuki. So, uh, and them being the fallout after All Out. The only thing on NXT that, that was actually good to me was the whole Bachelorette and Bachelor Party. So, we'll post any comments down below if you listen to us on YouTube. Hit the like button if you guys enjoy our reaction. Subscribe button for more the, the NXT and AEW content, especially next week when the new NXT drops. And we give you guys another Wednesday night, whatever, whatever we're going to call it. All right, guys, so that was the SmackDown review and the Wednesday Night War, so make sure you st- tune in next week when we bring back the Dark Side of the Ring reviews. Then we're going to do we're gonna do the new Wednesday Night War coming out on Thursday of AEW and what the new NXT is looking like. And You know what? What's up? I might as well just get this out of the way. Did you see what happened, right? With, with what? With Samoa Joe? Yes, I did. Conspiracy so, or what? I, I think it's fake. You think it's fake? Yes. I think it's a conspiracy. Well, conspiracy. Yeah, I'm saying I think he's not injured. They just wanted to get the title off him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, yo, yeah. I'm telling you right now, Samoa Joe is not sitting there recording stuff. We, we, we got, yeah, is you working out? No. I seriously believe they say, yo, we were serious about the 40 and the, uh, the under 40 stuff. Samoa Joe, no, bro, you do not keep this title. Like I, like, I knew, like, that's why when Vince was taking over control, they, I was like, if Karen Carlswin, they can keep that thing going. He could just lose it, but then they want him on the main roster. So they have Joe win, and then Joe forfeit the title. And then they got this fatal four So whoever win that will win the championship. But it's so weird because Pete Dunne, I think, should win because he's like 24, 25, 26. And everybody else over there is, is in their 30s. But LA Knight is damn the near new 40. star. Yeah, yeah. But LA Knight is the new star, but LA Knight is like 39. Mm-hmm. So if either LA Knight win and he's just a new star because he's just not getting there, or Pete Dunn wins because he's like 27. So you know, I, I was like, yo, this is this, this is some fragadaggle bull right here, man. Yeah, we already knew. Vince Vince got in control. He said, Joe, didn't I fire you? Give me that title. Exactly. <laughs> I told you, Vicious found out Joe was back like that. Joe, what what you doing here? So, yeah, no, I, I I don't believe he's injured not for one bit. So, guys, you, we'll, we'll, we'll see you back on Thursday to, to let you guys know how the new NXT is going and what, what's going to happen and what's going to happen with Joe, whatever the case may be. Uh, make sure you guys post your comments. Uh, well, not, well, you can always email us at the real nerd. Uh, at Nerdcoalition Studios at gmail.com. Once again, Nerdcoalition Studios at gmail.com. You guys can email us. And, uh, you know, just in case you want to send the email questions we haven't had there in a while. Can't wait, can't wait for next week's show and all that great stuff like that. 
So uh, make sure you guys check out SpaciousFilly.com, the production company we are a part of. Make sure you guys check out their all their content over there, Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, Lulu Pop Plus One. Doing business with Mark Randall, Mark and Dark, both sides. Check out our content on there from Turner Coalition. And, uh, no Give Me See the Wrestling Podcast. Drunk Dogs. Turn Tables here by Culture and Beyond. Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. Check us out on all the podcasts apps Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check out the snippets on YouTube for YouTube Premium. Check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast every single Friday along with Prime Conversations. And check out the Wardrum. Check out our website. Check it all stuff out, man. As we as we we get on and get on out of here and things like that, so um, me and Prime probably gonna talk more Jackson stuff after we hang up this stuff like this. But it, it it was it was good talking to you guys. So uh, once again, this is NC the place to be. Joe Troy Mustang and not the answers for Prime Time. All right, y'all. I'm going to give a shout out. As Lady Sketch says, that I'm still in. It's been real. It's been real. Oh, oh, oh my God! You, you, oh my God! You Jerichoed her. You put her over. <laughs> he he Jerichoed her. He was a Hogan this week. Cause you know, brother, I was the one that came with the idea of the former girl, brother. <laughs> I was the one who came up with the catchphrase, "Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud." Exactly. You know what I'm saying? All the survivors from Dallas was because of Hulk Hogan. Yo, he better not. If I was too late. I could have held them towers up with my pythons <laughs> by myself. Oh my god, I could have. I, I hope Hogan. I tell you, but it's it's so worth. Anyway, yo, Q Flow, wherever you at, man, take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's nc Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.